welcome everyone to the We Hit Sports Podcast, episode 44. I'm Hermie, your moderator, and as always, your hosts are PC. My name's PC. I finally got a haircut this week, guys, and none of you appreciate it, none of you acknowledged it. Feels bad. And TK. PC. Yes. I apologize for not noticing your haircut, but when a monkey gets shaved, do, do we really notice? Do we really notice? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on from that. Also joining us this evening are our G-man, Gianni. The NBA is back. The Heat Championship run starts in three days. No, and then you woke up. <laughs> You're not even the best. You're not even the best team in the East, bro. Like, the hell? All right. And we have Trey. Yo. Trey to go. I want Josh McDaniels. I want Bill Belichick. I want all this fire. Get him out of here. Don't care. Your time is up. I'm tired of y'all. I want all you gone. You're not helping, Mac. Go get us Odell, cowards. Go get us Miles Jack. All right, and last and certainly least, we have Tolu. <laughs> oh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> we'll save it for later for the show. Oh my gosh. All right. And with that, that concludes our introductions. So let's just get right into our topics of the week, starting with question one. So first question for you guys. Yesterday, the Cardinals and Browns faced off and what was thought to be a high scoring game featuring two of the league's top two teams offensively and defensively. That's not what happened at all. The Cardinals defeated the Browns 37-14, to and Baker Mayfield did not have a great game at all. He completed 19-28 to for 234 yards, two touchdowns, and interceptions, and two fumbles lost. Baker also suffered a sol- shoulder injury during the game, and as right now, the seriousness of the injury is unknown, so we don't know. Do you still believe in Baker Mayfield, and what should the Browns do at the quarterback position. I'm going to throw it to you, TK. What do you think? So to answer the first part of that question, um, everybody knows I have never really been big on Baker Mayfield. I don't really think he's a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. I think he's a okay starting quarterback, but I don't think I, I think Baker Mayfield is is more so a, a, a backup quarterback in this league, and I understand how disrespectful that sounds, but Here's one of the things that I have a problem with. When you add a talent, an elite wide receiver like Odell Beckham Jr. to your team, and you're not feeding this man the ball, and this man has literally regressed every single season since he's been on the Browns, that's a problem, bro. That's a quarterback problem. They changed the head coaching. It didn't change. I understand that Odell was out for a little bit. He came back. Still, nothing's changed. I mean, Odell still looks like the Odell Beckham that we've gotten accustomed accustomed to seeing on the Browns, bro, and that's just unacceptable. Um, Another thing I want to say is, when he was drafted number one, bro, I that 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 was something that was a problem to me too, bro. First of all, you don't I, I don't but I don't think that any quarterback not named Kyler Murray, you don't you don't draft a short quarterback, bro. I'm one of the people that actually believe in that, bro. Because I have to be I have, I believe that you have to be able to see over six foot five, six foot four offensive linemen. Baker Mayfield 
clearly has that problem, bro. Because some of the passes that he throws, bro, you can you can clearly tell that this man is just not hitting his targets at all, bro. So to answer that part, I, I don't believe in Baker Mayfield. I don't know what the Browns do. Um, it's something that I thought of. I think that maybe they can sign Cam. Maybe, but, I mean, that's probably the best option that they really have right now, bro. There's really no other quarterbacks out there. You're not gonna draft. You're not gonna get a draft pick high enough to draft a quarterback in the draft. And to be honest, there's not really many co- good quarterbacks in the draft in this upcoming draft anyway. Um, I mean, unless you trade for a quarterback, I don't know what quarterback you really trade for. I, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what they do. Right now, it looks like their back their quarterback that's gonna be starting this Thursday against my Broncos, who by the way stink. Uh, is Case Keenum. So um, knowing Case, no, knowing my Broncos, we'll, we'll probably lose this game. Case Keenum will probably have a revenge game versus us. Because he did play for us at one point, so I'm—I don't know, man. I just don't know what the Browns do at this point. But I don't believe—I don't believe in Baker Mayfield at all. I've never believed in Baker Mayfield, so that's the answer to that question. I guess, the, and like I said, I guess if if, TK, if, if I'm asking, quick. what's up? One, you said Baker Mayfield won a Super Bowl before Lamar and Josh Allen. Two, we'll give the Browns Brian Hoyer for Odell. Who says no? I don't think anyone does. Um, bruh. Okay, now you're just being really, really disrespectful now, bro. Come on now, dog. I'm Brian, not trading, bro. I'm not trading. Odell. I'm not trading, bro. I'm not giving you a bag of chips for Brian Hoyer, bro. I'm not. Brian I'm sorry. I rather, I rather, honestly, I rather have Case Keenum, bro. I rather have Case Keenum. Cam doesn't have a job for a reason. Cam stands still don't get that, but we move on. But yeah, to answer that question, I don't believe in Baker, and I, I would say what they should do is, I guess, sign Cam, see what you can get with Cam for the rest of the season. I mean, you, you really have nothing to lose at this point. Baker's going to be hurt for a little bit, and he's probably going to be out for a couple of weeks. And I don't trust Case Keenum at all, and I don't think anybody does. All right, Gianni, what do you think? Um, to me, Baker, to me, like, I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the league. I think he's, like, probably like a mediocre quarterback for the league. Um, I thought this season was going to be like good for him, like with the team he has, but with all the injuries and plus he's injured, I think they should sign Cam Newton right now because Cam Newton is now vaccinated and I think he deserves another chance um, um, with, with Cleveland. And I think, with Cleveland, I think he, he is the best choice right now. It's the only choice, I think, for Cam to, to come in and help the Browns at least um, try to sneak into the playoffs, basically, because right now they're 3-3 three and three with a lot of question marks. They're both running backs are hurt and stuff like that. Um, not looking good, but I think Cam can help them um, a bit this season. Uh, I don't know when Baker's going to be back. I don't know when Nick Chubb is going to be back. I don't know when Kareem Hunt is going to be back. So to answer the second part of the question about the quarterback position, um, I think you go with Cam Newton and see how things go from there. And Gianni, let me jump on that, on on what you said about Cam, because I'm glad you said Cam also, because Trey said something earlier when he said Cam doesn't have a job for a reason. All I'm saying is give Cam some weapons and let's let's just see what he can do. But that yeah. Patriots team, that Patriots team he had, it was atrocious, bro. He had absolutely no the weapons. There was nothing he could call do. That man up, Washington, his beloved Ron Rivera, his old coach who claims he loved him so much, didn't even call him up and say, you know what? Why don't you come out here and try it with us? 
because Heineke sucks, and he didn't even get that chance. That's all I'm saying. But to me, you could say Seattle and or or Washington, but I think Cleveland has the weapons too. Like other than Seattle, I think and the defense and the defense. Yeah, in Cleveland's defense is like up and down, but it's still better than Seattle's defense and Washington's defense. So I think that's the best place for for him right now. And I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities there. We all know when Baker's coming back. So right now, I think that's the best choice. Russell Wilson's coming back soon for Seattle. He's going to come back like week 11, week 12. So this right now is the best place for him because we all know how bad is Baker's injury. We're going to know pretty soon. Like, he's doubtful for this coming Thursday night game. But if if he's out for a long period of time, I'd rather just put Cam at quarterback. And if, if they're winning and Baker is still not right, I think Cam should be the starter the rest of the season. All right. And I agree, huh? <laughs> we all know you don't agree, Trey. So... Um, PC, do you agree with TK and Gianni? Ladies and gentlemen at the Wii Sports Podcast, the media, Tom Coward, they finally done it. They have turned the majority population against Baker Mayfield. Let's put some things into perspective here. Baker Mayfield has now been the Bronx the Browns starting quarterback for the last four seasons. Do you remember the last starting QB that they had for more than one season? You have to go back to 1999 with Tim Couch, where he started 14 games in 1999, stayed on the team until 2003. Between that time, they have had, at starting QB, Ty Deppner, Doug Peterson, Spurgeon Wing, Kelly Holcomb, Jeff Garcia, Luke McCown, Trent Dilfer, Charlie Fry, Derek Anderson, Grady Quinn, Ken Dorsey, Bruce Gradkowski, Colt McCoy, Jake DeLome, Seneca Wallace, Brandon Wheaton, Thad Lewis, Jason Campbell, Brian Hoyer, Johnny Mantell, Connor Shaw, um, Austin Davis, Cody Kessler, Robert Griffin III, Josh McCown again, Kevin Hogan, and Tyrod Taylor. You're telling me that the Cleveland Browns would go back to a time where they did not have Baker Mayfield on their team? Are we forgetting that Baker Mayfield is the guy that holds the rookie record for most touchdowns in a single season with 27? Okay, I'm not calling. I'm not calling Baker Mayfield this whole wild amazing quarterback. If you look at his stats this year, they're kind of slewed all over. But you look at the Chiefs game: twenty-one for twenty-eight, three hundred and twenty-one yards, and an interception. The Texans game: nineteen for twenty-one, two hundred and thirteen yards, a touchdown, interception. The Bears game: nineteen for thirty-one, two hundred and forty-six yards. And a touchdown against the Vikings, 15 for 33, 155 yards. Against the Chargers, 23 for 32, 305 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And against 
the Cardinals this past Sunday. 19 for 28, 234 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, two fumble losses. Like, I get it. Like, are these are these stats that make you think, like, this guy shouldn't be a starter in the league? Like I said, I don't think Cleveland fans should be wanting to go back to what they had before they didn't have Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield led this team to the playoffs, gave them a legit chance at beating the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead, mind you. And has it not been for all the injuries that the Cleveland Browns have had this season with the likes of JOK, Kareem Hunt, Baker himself? They don't know what this team could be. They don't know what this team could be. I think a lot of people are, I guess, underappreciating what Baker Mayfield has done for the Cleveland Browns. Because before Baker was there, they were a poverty franchise. They were a joke. They were memes. Baker Mayfield is not even the third best quarterback in the AFC North. That's a problem. He's the third best quarterback in the AFC North. That is a problem. It's a problem, but guess what? When you look at the QB class this upcoming season, there isn't anybody yeah. that stands out. If you look at I mean, the season, there isn't anybody that stands out. If you look at the free agency with Cam Newton, like Trey said, there's a reason Cam Newton is not on an NFL team right now. Matt Jones in six games has one less touchdown than Cam had all year passing. I'm not, but. I'm not saying, look, look. I'm not calling Baker this old amazing quarterback, but you've got to give this guy some slack. You've got to give this guy some slack. Because I've seen this situation play out before. I don't want to see it play out for Baker again. Because once you give this guy the confidence that he needs, he can lead you places. Look at last season. When you had the weapons, when you had healthy and as far as the whole obj thing hey sometimes the chemistry just doesn't work out with players and we have to understand that as fans of the game and as part of the media we have to understand that sometimes the chemistry just isn't there with two star players so if you're the cleveland browns focus on getting healthy first of all because you're currently three and three Looking wait, wait, wait. PC, 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 PC. I got to stop you right there, bro. Chemistry chemistry between two players. There should never be a problem with chemistry. Or if you can name me a problem in the NFL with a problem with the quarterback chemistry and a wide receiver that have bad chemistry. Can you name me an elite quarterback and an elite wide receiver that have bad chemistry? I'll wait. It doesn't happen. It does not happen. That's a problem. That's on Baker, bro. Baker uh, has to get yeah, Ode- TK. There's a lot of elements that go within that. Like you have to factor Real in offense. You also have to factor in the play calling as well. Like I feel like there's a lot of factors that go into that. But how do you not? How do you not involve your possibly your number one playmaker on TK, the team? How TK. do you not involve him? Or what? 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 It might sound weird, but last year. When Odell wasn't playing, Baker was playing pretty good. When he plays better, when Odell's not on the field, as weird as that sounds. Exactly. Oh, I know, I know, I know. That was that was part of the that was part of the problem that when that I said when I made 
my statement earlier. Like that's that's really weird, bro. That's extremely it weird. It is weird. So I mean the Browns should just Odell, he's not even happy there, really. And you have more success without Odell, as weird as that is to say. They should just let that man go. Trade him. I mean, I just feel like look, all I'm saying is this. It's if not working out. Ancient if ancient Eli Manning can still be getting Odell Beckham a thousand yard seasons. I don't understand why Baker can't get him one out of four years. Not one, bro. You can't get one. Because at that time, Odell was literally their only real source of offense. You like, remember who their old running back was? They calling wise. I can't just, even remember his name. It was like Jennings or something like that. You remember PC? I look, running back. Like I'm just saying, like it just it just doesn't work. Like I'm sorry. Like I can't really that that you know I can really relate to this, you know, but it just isn't working with you, and that should be that should be perfectly okay. If you're not, you know, as long as you're winning football games, which they were when OBJ wasn't playing for them, then it shouldn't matter. It may be weird. It's gonna look weird, but guess what? It works. Which why I think Cleveland has to move on from OBJ. If this is making Baker look even you know worse than what people perceive him as, then maybe it's time to move on. And to finish out my point, these next five games for Cleveland between Broncos, Steelers, Bengals, Patriots, Lions, all winnable games. If Baker can somehow find a second option for his shoulder and come back to lead this team. They're going to be the five most crucial games of his entire career. I think he's capable of stepping up to the plate and hitting a home run. But if you're Baker Mayfield, all eyes on you right now to, I guess, prove that you're starting caliber quarterback in this league. All right. And Tolu, what do you think? So the Baltimore Ravens have the most players in the IR this season but you're giving Baker Mayfield an excuse? Why is Baker Mayfield getting all these excuses, bro? Oh, man, his offensive line is injured. Now he has three all-pro offensive linemen instead of five, like the normal people, normal quarterbacks in the league. Oh, he lost Nick Chubb. Like, he still doesn't have Kareem Hunt in the backfield. In the backfield. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Stop making excuses for Baker Mayfield. I'm sick and tired of this. This man has been handed everything. He has an offensive line. He has two power running backs. He has a decent defense, even though their defense have given up 87 points these past couple weeks. They gave up 47 to the Chargers and 37 to the Cardinals. Their defense has been made. But he, the defense is still decent, okay? They, the defense is still decent. He still has Jarvis Landry. He's, he just came back. He still has Odell Beckham, even though I don't know why, but Odell plays better without Baker on the field than when he is on the field. So why are y'all keep giving Baker Mayfield an excuse? Oh, did I forget to mention that the Cardinals didn't have their head coach last game? They played without their head coach. But you want to give Baker Mayfield an excuse. I've been telling you guys, I've been telling you that Baker Mayfield is not that guy. And the Browns are not going to win anything as long as he's there. But y'all didn't want to listen. Y'all just kept overrating the Browns. Y'all said they were going to win the Super Bowl. Y'all said all this stuff before the season. Y'all kept overrating them. But I told you, I told you, just wait. 
Baker Mayfield is not that guy. He's not that person that is going to take I was the only one who the said the Browns wouldn't win the Super Bowl, by the way, but carry on. You're no, right. Gianni said that. TK also said how he's going to win the Super Bowl for Lamar Jackson, but let me continue my take. So, <laughs> Baker Mayfield is tied for the fourth, fourth worst quarterback in the AFC North. Literally, with a 37-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. Baker Mayfield is not going to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. He's not, okay? Because he's not like he's not going to take them there, and he's not going to get there because of him. If the Browns somehow make it to the Super Bowl, which is doubtful, it's going to be because of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Baker Mayfield is not going to be the person to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Like, for example, if the Packers make it to the Super Bowl, it's going to be because of, of Aaron Rodgers. If the Chargers make it to the Super Bowl, it's going to be because of Justin Herbert. If the Chiefs get their head out of their ass, it's the, if they make it to the Super Bowl, it's going to be because of Patrick Mahomes. If the Ravens make it to the Super Bowl, it's going to be because of Lamar Jackson. If the Reds make it to the Super Bowl, it's going to be because of Matt Stafford. Our, our, if the Browns make it to the Super Bowl, are we going to say it's going to because it's going to be because of Baker Mayfield? No, we're not going to say that. Y'all, you're not going to say that at all. Baker Mayfield is a fraud. He is not a starting caliber quarterback. I'm sick and tired of every, all these excuses y'all make for him, bro. He's got everything. He's got offensive line. He's got weapons. He's got a running game. He's got a defense. What else does this mofo need? What does he need? What does he need? I'm done. I'm done. I'm sick and tired of you guys making excuses for Baker Mayfield. He's he's not a starting caliber quarterback. He's overrated. He's not even he's tied for the fourth best, fourth worst quarterback in that division with a 37-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. Y'all kept overrating the Browns, and I saw this coming from a mile away, but y'all just kept overrating them. Y'all kept overrating them, but you know, it's fine. Meanwhile, the the same play, the same, the, the same player that was in that draft class who was the last pick of the draft who's got injuries just like Baker Mayfield blew out the Chargers last night but, but we're not gonna say that we're not gonna do that oh just oh by the way Joe Burrow's in balling too the, the, the Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase and he's balling too Baker Mayfield is tied for the fourth worst quarterback in that division and y'all keep with with a stacked ass roster but y'all keep making excuses for him I'm done I'm done with you guys making excuses for Baker Mayfield. He's not a starting caliber quarterback. I do not believe in Baker. He's a fraud. I don't know what I don't know what they're gonna do with Baker Mayfield in quarterback position. I don't care. I don't care. Sign Cam, whatever. But Baker is not gonna be that guy to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. He never was. He never will be. I saw this from a mile away. I'm not surprised. I just wonder if Tolu actually wow. felt this way. Uh Browns gave the Ravens a scare last season. We swept them last season, but okay. You can't tell me that you looked at those games last season and tell me that Baker Mayfield's a bad starting quarterback. Even this season, you can't tell me that. Uh, uh, he's not. <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more scared of the running backs than I am with Baker Mayfield. I'm scared I mean, of Nick Chubb, not Baker Mayfield. I'm I mean, scared of Kareem Hunt, not Baker Mayfield. That's fine and all, but you have to understand all three of those guys are currently injured right now. Okay. And our and J.K. Dobbins and Gus Evans are injured too. You don't see us making excuses. We're, we nobody cares. Work harder. Lamar, Stop making excuses for Baker. Lamar we have the been, we have the most players in the IR this this season. Right but now. you want to give Baker Mayfield an excuse. Stop it. Stop Lamar, it. 
Lamar's been playing on an insane level right now. Obviously, he's the exactly. better quarterback. Him and Baker okay. Mayfield. Like, nobody's yeah. debating that. Nobody's debating that, obviously. All I'm debating is that the Browns should keep Baker Mayfield for what they, for what, you know, and because. And keep having mediocre seasons? They didn't have a mediocre season last season. Okay. They still didn't make the Super Bowl. They won one game in the playoffs. I mean, and that was against a 37-year-old Ben, ben Robinsburg. That's fine. But you and can't, they have you a can't, better team this year. They have a better team this year. And three and three. You can't tell me expectations aren't high, though, in Cleveland, especially considering what they did last season. This this season, they haven't been healthy. That's why they are currently at. Neither have the Ravens. But, well, what are they? They're 5-1. and They're top three team in the the AFC. Stop making excuses. And y'all said that the Browns were better than the Ravens. Y'all said y'all picked the Browns to win the division. Y'all think I don't remember y'all takes? Can we talk Johnny about said this? they were going to make it to the Super Bowl. Right. Lulu is right. The Browns have looked butt, and they have a more healthier team than the Ravens. Let's move on. That's Thank you. Actually, I'm making excuses for Baker, bro. Stop That's it. Very Stop true, it. TC. That is y'all, very y'all true. kept y'all said that the Browns were making it to the Super Bowl. Now it's oh, they're not healthy. Man, stop it! I want to tell you. Can can I jump in for one thing? Um, I'll I'll say this, and I'll let you go, Gianni. Currently injured on that Brown team: Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Jedrick Willis, Jack Coughlin, J.O.K., Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, Odell Beckham Jr., J.C. Father, Denzel Ward. He didn't get hurt till this week, though. He was there before he got hurt. Exactly. So. They still had Kareem Hunt play last game. What's, what's, what, stop, why you keep making excuses? Stop making excuses. Why is making excuses? When you They're not even there. feeding Odell. It's like Odell's not yeah, even Yeah, maybe there. throw it's Odell Beckham the ball. Maybe throw Odell Beckham the ball. Um, I want to jump in and say something about the Browns. The Browns were three and one before all these injuries happened to them. They lost two straight. They're three and three. Um, before the the two um, losses they lost in a row, they're basically healthy. They were playing pretty well. It's just that these injuries and plus these losses um, is catching up. Now that they're without their starting quarterback. There are two running backs. There are two wide receivers because who's their number one wide receiver other than Landry and and Oldell? No, they they might be out. Joku, their tight end. The Joku, I think, is hurt. Joku's hurt. Yeah, everyone is hurt basically for the Browns. But he's not even their starting tight end. He's not even the starting tight end. I think People Jones got hurt too. Like. Like it, injuries keep piling on. Like I, I like the propaganda for Baker May being the main problem for this Browns team is just it's just silly to me. When all these players, are- fifteen players on the IR for the Ravens, they're five and one. Stop making excuses. The Ravens okay. are dealing with injuries too. That's I'm, fine. I'm done. Fine, Nobody is saying that Lamar Jackson's playing on the MVP level right now. What what more do you want to say? He's okay, carrying so your. Why isn't Baker playing? He's he has basically the same roster as Baker. <laughs> better than Lamar. Baker's not better than Lamar. If, That's the, why. if the 
So you're telling me if the roles were reversed and the Ravens were struggling right now and the Browns were doing it, y'all wouldn't keep the same energy? Y'all would be criticizing Lamar Jackson right now. But because it's Baker Mayfield, we could be giving the pass. Man, I I'm done. I'm done. I'm not I'm one of those people. making excuses for Baker, man. He's he's a fraud. He's a fraud. Don't don't assume that out of me. I wouldn't be doing that for Lamar, especially given his circumstances with Baltimore. <laughs> The last PC. Now, now, Tolu, you hear how you're calling him a fraud, right? But when I do this with Josh Allen, because I know how he'll be, and I know how he is, it's a problem. Everybody oh, everybody okay. is always up in arms when we call out the QBs in our division because we know they're not who we think they are. But it's all good. We're not. Okay, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Don't care. Josh Allen is a fraud. Aaron Rodgers is a fraud. They're all frauds. Don't care. Stray, we are not doing this. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Thank you. Go, Hermie. Hi, um. All right. And wait, did Trey didn't go, right? I don't think Trey went. Okay. Trey, would you like to go? There's really nothing left. This he told everybody else pretty much covered it. I know, right? Brown should <laughs> move on. <laughs> no, they shouldn't move on, but Baker still has to play better. So. It's, it's it goes both ways. It goes both ways. That's all I gotta say about it. All Maybe right. target Odell or get him out of there, free Odell, so the Pats can feed Odell. Mac Jones will have Odell looking like 2016 Odell again. Can't tell me otherwise, because Mac Jones would feed him. Unlike Baker, Mac Jones has great hey, accuracy. Okay, Trey. Okay. All right. With that, let's get into our. Second question, hopefully not as heated as the first one. We're starting off with the bang, guys. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> I feel like it happens every episode. All right. So, second question. Yesterday, Aaron Rodgers led the Packers to a 24-14 to over the Bears. After scoring the touchdown to seal the game, Aaron Rodgers was recorded screaming on national TV the following statement. Quote, I own you. I've owned you all my life. I still own you. I own you. To Bears fans, what are your thoughts on the statement? And what does Aaron being 22 to 5 versus the Bears mean for his already extraordinary legacy? I'm going to throw it to you, PC. I feel like you'll have some good opinions about this. It just means one thing Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. That's all I got on. You go 22-5 against your franchise's ultimate long-term rival in your entire career. You go out like that, possibly in the last season that you're playing for Green Bay. You you beat them like that at Soldier Field, too. It's cold. It's just cold, honestly. He's a bad man, though. I gotta say, it's Aaron Rodgers. All right. And Tolu, what do you think? I mean, what what else do I gotta say? He ain't lie. I mean, twenty two and five. He owns them. Bears. I mean, he owns the Bears. I mean, what he, he ain't say anything wrong at all. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers. Anything any Aaron Rodgers does, I mean, he can do anything he wants, man. It's Aaron Rodgers. He ain't lie. All right, and seeing everyone agreeing with it. Um, TK, are you feeling it as well? 
Aaron Rodgers literally not only owns the Chicago Bears, this man owns Chicago, bro. This man owns this entire city of Chicago, bro. Dog, to go 22 and 5 against one man, bro. For one man to go 22 and 5 against a team, bro. That's about, I'm going to assume that's about 22 and 5, that's 27 games. I'm going to assume that's about his entire career. So, so let's just assume it's about the entire 13 to 18 year career or, or however long he's been playing, bro. You mean to tell me? That this, t- that this Chicago Bears team, who have gone through changes in different players and different coaches and all types of different everything, can't beat this man more than five times, bro? Are you serious? This man literally owns Chicago, bro. And exactly what he said is exactly what it is, bro. He meant what he said and he said what he said, bro. He literally owns you. He owns the fans. He owns the coaches. He owns Nagy. He owns Justin Fields. He owns the, every single player on the offense, every single player on the defense, every single player on the sidelines, special teams, everything. This man literally owned Chicago, bro. And, like, he was not wrong in what he said. And I'm just going to take the words exactly from Tolu. Like, he did not lie. This man literally did not lie, bro. It's embarrassing. It, as a Chicago Bear fan, you should be embarrassed, bro. You should be embarrassed. Because we have, we have, we have a – I'm sorry, Jay. I got to do it to you, bro. But we have a, we have a, a, a sports chat that we're in, bro. And yesterday, one of the Chicago Bears fans was in the chat, and he was like, bro, I really need the Bears to go four and two, yada, yada, yada. And I straight up told him. I was honest with him. I'm like, bro, if I was you, I would not even watch the game, bro. I'm like, Aaron Rodgers literally owns your team. It's not, you're not going to be happy by the time the game is done. And I was exactly correct. And for Aaron Rodgers to score the way that he did to end the game, bro, for Aaron Rodgers not to throw a touchdown pass, but to literally run it in the end zone, bro, like PC said, bro, like my, like my man PC said, he's a bad man, bro. You cannot do nothing about it. This is the greatest talented. Uh, if we're, when we're talking about talent-wise at the quarterback position, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest we've ever seen. I understand that we thought it was Patrick Mahomes for those first two years. It's not Patrick Mahomes. It's still Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest talent-wise quarterback that we have ever seen. Bro. And like I said, he owns Chicago. This man should have a mansion in the middle of the city. And I understand that in the city, you cannot have a home, only big buildings and all that, yada, yada, yada. No. Build this man a home in Chicago because he owns it. He should be able to do whatever he wants in Chicago. This man should be getting free food, everything, bro. Free Ubers, everything. He should not have to pay for anything until they find a way to beat this man at least 10 times. And that's all I got to say about it. He needs PCA Smith, by the way, guys. He totally meant PCA Smith. He, he gets to be nope. just like Aaron, Just like Aaron Rodgers oh, said okay. what he said, I said what I said. I, I, I think that... <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Loki liking everyone's answers for this question. And Trey, I know you call Aaron Rodgers Rodgers. So I have a feeling what you're going to say, but what's your thoughts on the matter? I mean, of course he owns Chicago. That's a no brainer. I mean, he's 22 and 5. He owns Chicago. He always has. He always will. But what I can't fathom is you run a touchdown from what, like 15 yards out. You can do that versus the Bucks, only five yards away. I knew Rogers. this was coming. I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. I knew he was going to say Big that. Big moment. He <laughs> oh jokes. My That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm saying. He proved, he proved me right Sunday. Yes, we get it. You own them. But, man, when it's time to show up, you don't Why show you up. You disappear. You fraud. Why Five yards away. And he couldn't Why? score. But yesterday, yes. he could run a 15-yarder. 
and win the game. Well, end the game. And Rodgers, yes, you own them, but you're a fraud when it matters. So, Rodgers. By the way, uh, he was begging for Aaron Rodgers to come to the Patriots. This is the same man. Exactly. But I digress. I want to talk I wasn't begging for that man to come here. Everybody knows I knew he was getting Mac Jones, but go ahead and keep hating. Protect your fraudulent kings. Why did I expect something different? I don't know. All right. And Gianni, I, I'm assuming you're going to agree with everyone else. I, I, I agree with everyone else, but you know something? After Aaron Rodgers retired, you should go buy the Chicago Bears and be the owner of the Bears. <laughs> Honestly. Yo. <laughs> Imagine. Do his money, he very well could. And who's yeah, going to stop him? Who's going to yeah, stop yeah. yeah, he should buy the Bears and just own them for the rest of his Like, literally. Life. It's just perfect for him. All right. So with that, let's get into our third question. Ladies and gentlemen, the NBA officially begins on Tuesday. And I have to say, I'm pretty excited as well. So what are your honest, non-biased thoughts, TK, about your team going into the season this year? Where do you plan on being by the end of the season? And which two NBA teams will face off in the NBA finals, in your opinion? I'm going to throw it to you, TK. All right. So, first of all, I don't appreciate you saying non-biased and then saying my name only as if I'm not the most biased person on here, as if Tolu is not on this call and Trey is not on this call. So, I just wanted to say that first of all. But being um, non-biased, I'm not biased in the slightest, but continue. Shut up. Very much right. Being non-biased, though, um, I expect the season, I, honestly, all jokes aside, I expect for us to start the season pretty rough. Um, when you have three all-stars on the team, um, it can take some time to kind of get everybody, you know, on the same page. So I'm expecting for, like, maybe the first couple months, I'm willing to go about two months at most for my Lakers to struggle before I start rioting and start burning-ish. Um, by the end of the season, I expect everything to be Copacetic. Like, I expect us to be good. We'll be the top team in the, uh, in the West. Um, I think we'll be booked up, ready for the playoffs. Hopefully, no injuries happen. Um, I don't know. AD looked good. He looks different. Um, that's really my biggest concern for who, who would get injured on the team is AD. But he looks like he's really slimmed down. <clears throat> and and it, it, he looks really good. So, um, barring everyone to stay healthy by the end of the season, like I said, I think we'll be number one in the West. Um, we'll be one of the toughest teams in the NBA to beat. Um, and the two teams that will be facing off in the NBA Finals. Um, definitely the Lakers. Um, and I wanted to say the Nets, but with this whole Kyrie Irving thing going on, of I have no idea. So, so if I'm not saying the Nets, this may shock people, but I'm gonna go ahead and roll with the Bulls, bro. The Bulls, I think the, if the Bulls can stay healthy, I think they're gonna shock a lot. I know. I see PC and Gianni <laughs> looking at me. I, I see PC and G, PC and Gianni looking at me. But I'm not gonna say the Heat, bro. I'm not gonna say the Heat. Kyle Lowry is fat. I don't believe in him. But no, I'm just joking. I, I didn't need to say that because we have fat listeners. So let me not say that. <laughs> but I'll joke aside. I don't believe in the heat. Um, PC, I would say the Sixers, but with that whole, I don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons and the whole Sixers thing. I don't know where, I don't know how that whole debacle is going to fall out. So if I'm going with a team that looks the best right now on paper, I'm just going to go with the Chicago Bulls. 
Um, so I guess NBA Finals, Los Angeles Lakers versus Chicago Bulls. Um, um, I still listen, listen, listen. I still think the Nets could get there, but I think by this whole Kyrie Irving thing, I think it's something about. It, I just think it's going to be something that is just going to hold them back, bro. If they can't trade them, it's it's going to be something that holds them back. You have no. So Lakers versus Bulls again. Lakers versus Bulls. Lakers in five. I. You okay. have no faith in Hermie. Us. Please move on. Please move on. Please move on. Trey, PC, P- no, wait, wait. Before I move on, Trey, I the thing, the thing, here's you. the thing. Here's the thing. Unless you're the Warriors or unless you're LeBron James, Cleveland, or unless you're Kobe Bryant, it's hard for a team to go back-to-back finals, bro. So I don't see the Bucks going back to the finals this year. No, maybe next year or the year after they make that, 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 that attempt at a repeat, but I don't know. This year, no, I don't see them going back. Now, I'm I will say not, this. I will say they this. will either, but to I, put the damn bulls But listen, listen, I will say this. Bulls. I will put, I will pull, I will put the Bucks ahead of the Bulls only if, like, what, what is Deion assuming, like 66% from three right now in the preseason? If that, if that carries into the regular season and Giannis is just like shooting 66% from like shooting 60, 50% from the three, so yeah, nobody's stopping the Bucs. But it's going to be the Bucs versus the Lakers in the finals. Bro. But I don't expect that to carry on into the regular season. So right now, if I'm, I'm just going by what I see on paper, and I guess the Bulls look like the best team in the East right now. <laughs> Yo, what? TK, um... I want what you're smoking. I really do. It's some bubble kush. It's pretty fire. Oh, I, I want it because you, man. <laughs> Hermie, can I go next, please? This is a good laugh, man. This Hermie, is can I go next, laugh. please? Yeah. Go next. <laughs> okay. So, as the least biased person here, um, uh, uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers, I expect them to struggle. I think they're going to be probably they're going to start off probably one and four, one and three because, or probably maybe two and three because I I expect them to win tomorrow. They could be that could be wrong. Steph could go for fifty, but as long as they beat as they beat those those, I don't want to say it those. F words in Phoenix. That's all I don't care about because I cannot stand the Phoenix Suns and I can't stand Jay Crowder and I can't stand Chris Paul and I can't stand DeAndre Ayton. All those people down in Phoenix can suck my... Anyway, let me hold my dog. But anyway, um, I expect them to struggle this season, but as they go on, they're going to um, be the best team in the league, and I expect them to be in the finals. I think the Warriors and the Lakers are going to be in the Western Conference finals because Clay is coming back, and I, the, I think the only team, the Warriors are the only team that can pose a threat to the Los Angeles Lakers, a healthy Warriors team, by the way. And as far as the East, I still think, even with all the Kyrie drama, I still think the Nets should be favored in the East with the Bucks number two. I think it's going to be Nets and Bucks Eastern Conference Finals again, even without Kyrie Irving, because the Nets still got two top five top five players at their position, Kevin Durant, James Harden. They got depth. They got Patty Mills, Joe Harris. I don't expect him to shoot like, like shit like uh, before, but um, they still got Blake Griffin and all those people. They added Patty Mills. I think, I don't know what TK thinks of the Bulls are going to make it to the finals. I don't know what he's thinking about that. The Bulls, 
might not even be they, they they're a good team, but is it a finals team? No, they're not a finals team. So I expect the Los Angeles Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets to be in the NBA finals. Sorry, Gianni, but unfortunately Kyle Lowry is uh, he's not as good as you think he is. I don't think he's that big of an upgrade from Goran Dragic. So the Heat will be second round exits as they should be. Um, <laughs> yeah, I said it. But I think the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets are going to be in the NBA Finals and the Los Angeles Lakers will win in six games. LeBron James will win his fifth NBA championship with his fifth Finals MVP. Carmelo Anthony will get his first ring. And so will Russell Westbrook. And we'll live happily ever after. Did you just say that Kyle Lowry is not much of an upgrade from Dragic? Yes. Disrespectful. Kyle Lowry is much better. Yeah, you're on your own on that one, bro. You're definitely on your own. That is a huge upgrade. Thinks the Bulls are making it to the finals. I don't want to hear it. That is so. I just want to also point out how you were slandering me when I told you that the Warriors were going. The Lakers and the I never said they weren't. Can barely Lakers. hear what you're I'm saying. I'm just saying they're not going to beat the Lakers. Simple. I that that's just crazy. That's just PC, crazy. Uh, I think you need to worry about Ben Simmons practicing with his phone in his pocket before you talk on our team. Just so you know. And we can talk about it. I can talk about that. PC, what do you think? Here's oh, also the Bulls, TK, a final scene. Let's be realistic for a second. They're playing team, certified playing team. That's as far as I'm putting them. Um, but as far as my Sixers go, this is not going to be about how great Joel Embiid will play because we all know that Joel Embiid is going to play like an MVP level player once again this season. He's slimmed down even more from last season. Currently in the best shape of his career. I think he's going to have a career year. With Ben Simmons. Look, I don't know how this is going to work this season. Frankly, I don't want it to work this season. Because it's clear that it's just not going to change. He was literally practicing with his phone in his pocket. In like a second practice back with the team. I'm not trying to focus on Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons doesn't represent build up the as a whole. If Ben wants to do what Ben wants to do, fine. Go do that. Just do not disturb what this team is trying to accomplish in Philadelphia. Because while we still have an incompetent head coach, we still have a great roster. And with Tyrese Maxey as my point guard, with Andre Drummond now being in the backup to Joel Embiid, who I think he'll fit very well in that role. You saw him in the preseason. He looked very good. We have Shooters back and Danny Green. Uh, we have Seth Curry. We also have Tobias Harris back. He came off a career year with Doc Rivers as his head coach. All I'm saying is, is that the Sixers, if we can put aside the Ben Simmons situation, we're going to be a good team. I don't think we were going to be a bad team to begin with, but we're going to be a team that's very hard to beat. I don't know where we land for this upcoming season, but it is what it is. Um, as far as the finals go, um, I'm just going to 
make the safe bet and say that we're going to get the finals that we got, or that a lot of people thought we were going to have last year, and that's the Lakers and the Nets. Uh, contrary to what the Lakers fans in here think, I think y'all are actually going to be very good in the regular season. And you're going to be there, and let's make it all the way to the finals. It'll be very interesting to see how that space team is going to rest LeBron and AD will work. As far as the Nets go, they don't need Kyrie to be a lethal one seed in the Eastern Conference. They don't. Any in last year, you saw how close they were. They were literally an inch away. They were literally Kevin Durant's foot size being a size smaller away from making the NBA Finals. So that's why I have this my NBA Finals. Play. All right. And Gianni, who do you think will be the last two teams in the NBA Finals? Um, first, let me get to the Heat. Um, I like the upgrade um, from Lowry. Uh, I think Lowry is going to help this team a lot. Um, this team needed a point guard. Um, I think with Lowry, um, he's going to make Bam look better than what he is. He's going to kind of be like, um, like his numbers are going to go up. His rebound numbers are going to go up. Last season, because it was a short offseason, he had that shoulder injury. He had to lose weight. He couldn't get in the training room and actually get strong enough for the season. Same thing happened with Anthony Davis and, and the Lakers because he he was hurt entering the offseason too. Um, I think with a, a great offseason, I think we, we did the right moves and we had a normal offseason. I think we're going to take maybe the next step. Hopefully, we can get back to the finals. I don't even know if we can get back to the finals, but I think we should be in the conversation this year. I think we did the right moves. Maybe the the depth is like a question mark, but I think overall, the team overall should be a third seed in the East, at least, because with the improvements they made and stuff like that, they're one game away, one win away from being the fourth seed in the East last season. With all the COVID and injuries and stuff, they fell one game short of not of, of playing the Knicks in the first round. And who knows how that would have turned out. It could have been a different story. So um, my NBA Finals prediction, I will say the conference finals, I think it's going to be Jazz and Lakers. I think the Lakers beat the Jazz to get to the finals. And I think the Eastern Conference Finals, this is going to be a shocker. Maybe not a shocker, but the team that left out is going to shock you guys. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks and the Heat in the Conference Finals. And the Bucks are going to get to the NBA Finals again. And for my finals prediction, I think the Lakers are going to beat the Bucks in seven games in the, in the Finals. And they thrown the champion in the last game. All right. And Tolu, do you agree? Oh, wait, no. Tolu already went. I meant Trey. I'm sorry. For my predictions, I'm going to start off with the West Coast first. Uh, Western Conference, I believe that the Lakers, they should make it to the finals, uh, barring that they don't get any injuries like they had last year. Uh, they just, they got a real good roster this year. It's full of older guys now, but if they can all stay healthy, I see them getting to the finals no problem. And then with the East, um, 
my pick, I don't really trust the Nets like that. I mean, James Harden, he didn't show up last year. You can't really trust him to show up in the playoffs because that's not what he does. Um, they, what's that? The Heat, he have a really good chance. I mean, Kyle Lowry is a much better point guard than Dragic. I don't know what totem was on. Lowry, he's one of those guys that he makes shots, he draws fouls. He's one of those pesky players, so he's going to keep you in the game. And if they can all help him and ban out, they'll go far in the um, playoffs for the East. As far as my Celtics, eh, I don't think we'll make it far, but I think we'll definitely get to the playoffs. Probably second round exit, who knows. But I still favor the Bucks to come out of the East again. They really got pretty much the same roster. So, And Giannis looks better this year, better than he has last two years, shooting-wise at least. So, excuse me. Lakers, Bucks, finals, and take Lakers to win it because, you know, they got West Coast, so anything's possible. All right. And with that, let's get into our next segment of the show. And my personal favorite is TK's tier list. So TK, baby, take it away. Y'all hear that, listeners? Did y'all hear that? Hermie plays favoritism. She's biased, just like TK. They are both biased. Don't know why, <laughs> but they are the most biased two people I've ever met in my life. The very most, the most biased. She called <laughs> that's, her. That's not impersonal, bro. She called him baby, bro. Like what? You heard that, Are right? You mad, bro? Bias like... from the start. Bias from the start. Exactly. Okay, like, anyway, first, first Dana corrupts Hermie. Now TK is corrupting Hermie. We must do something about this. Hermie, stop lending them influence. <laughs> you done? Are you done? All right, thank you. So, like I was saying, yeah, do your tier list. It's TK's tier list. You guys know how we do it every week. Three A's, three F's. Let's start with the A's this week. First is gonna be pretty obvious, pretty easy. The Arizona Cardinals, <clears throat> only undefeated team left in the and, and only undefeated team left in the NFL at this point. Um, they were the only 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 undefeated team left in the NFL at the season last point as well. But um, yeah, man, they look legit, bro. This one over the Browns. Um, if you guys want to touch on that, I don't think there's any question that the Arizona Cardinals are probably the best team in the NFL right now. Um, very well deserving of their five and zero record. Um, I don't think anybody can question that. Um. Bro, they're looking legit. The defense is legit. The offense is legit. Kyler Murray is playing at an MVP level. DeAndre Hopkins, man. Whether you have Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins as the number one wide receiver, one of these dudes is the best wide receiver in the NFL. It's really not a question, man. Um, Chef, what do you guys think about that? But you guys think the Arizona Cardinals are well deserving of A this week? Of course. Yeah, they deserve it. Um, TK, I want to jump in on the Cardinals. I think they're the, they could be the best team, but to me, I know they're they're undefeated, but to me, the best team, honestly, to me, is probably the Bills right now. Like it's close oh, yeah, between the Cardinals definitely. and the Bills. But I think I think I think you can't go wrong. I think you can't go wrong with the Bills. I think you can't go wrong with the Bills, Bucks, or the or the. Uh, or the Cardinals right now, to be honest. If you have yeah. one of those three teams that's the top teams in the NFL, you really can't go wrong. They all agree yeah, good right now. You can definitely go wrong with the Bills. Let me tell you why. Josh Allen is a fraud. Oh, oh, He's no. going to fold. We're not doing this again, bro. We're not doing this again. All, We're not doing this. Oh, 
No. <laughs> I'm not adding 20 minutes of other <laughs> All right, so before he gets back, if anybody else doesn't have anything to say, I'll jump to my second A of the week. No, no, everybody. Josh Allen cannot be trusted. That's all I have to say. Right, you're moving, don't all right. to hear the truth. Moving on. You're moving on. Stop second, it. My second A of the week. What about the Jacksonville Jaguars, guys? Finally got that first win. Granted, it wasn't at home. It wasn't in the States. I mean, he got the first win in London. Won by, I, I want to say, I think it was a 56, 57-yard field goal. Urban Meyer finally gets that first win. You now know that for the remainder of the season, you won't have to go. You won't have to worry about going defeated for the entire season. No 0 17. That's out of the window. How do you guys feel about that, man? Urban Meyer finally gets his first win as a head coach. Uh, I think it was Sean that that, that second to last play that set the field goal. That was a really good play call from Urban Meyer. He finally did something useful. As a head coach, as he should, because he's the head coach of the Can you believe it, PC? Can you believe a head coach finally did what a head coach is supposed to do? Can you believe it, bro? I still can't believe it. Wow. I mean, who would have thought that? I didn't catch that was, the game, that was the job I'm glad that they do. won. I mean, yeah, the game, I mean, the only excitement about that game was it being up when we all woke up. It was a game to watch in the morning. But other than that, yeah, the trades right. The game was pretty boring. But, yeah. Second day of the week, got to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Congratulations to the Jacksonville Jaguar fans, the Jacksonville Jaguars organization, and Urban Meyer for getting his first win. And shout out to Trevor Lawrence for getting his first win as a rookie quarterback as well. Um, third A of the week, I am going. I'm going to go with the Ravens. How about the Ravens? I think I'm going to go with the Ravens because I, I don't know if Tony's still on the car right now. I. Did I, I really did think that the Chargers were going to win this game only because I thought the Chargers were better offensively. And I thought because of them being better offensively, I thought that they would have the upper hand. I expected it to be a high-scoring game. I didn't expect it to be as low as it was. But, well, not as low for the Chargers, at least. Ravens. Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, Marlon Humphrey had Mike Williams in a prison. Like I think... I think what I learned about the Ravens is that I'm I'm done having even the slight. As much as I love Lamar, I still have some doubts about him. Sometimes I'm done having doubts on Lamar, bro. Uh, I think that's what I learned. Biggest thing that I learned from this guy. I'm just done doubting. Lamar didn't even he, have a like. He didn't have game. the best game, <laughs> but it seems like Lamar. Even when Lamar doesn't have the best game, it seems like he does what it takes to win. And that's what you want from your quarterback. Your quarterback's gonna have a bad game. You want him to make. You want him to still be able to win you the game. And a lot of quarterbacks Fact. can do this, bro. A lot of quarterbacks can go out there and throw two interceptions, and they have a they have a terrible game, bro. I mean, Lamar just built different, though. Lamar just built different, bro. Ravens fans, y'all need to be waking up every single day, getting on your knees and thanking God. Lamar Jackson, bro. Seriously, I'm not even joking, God. Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell scoring touchdowns. Ah. I want to jump time. in about the Ravens. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gian. Watch your mouth. I think they're the second best team in the AFC um, right now. They they look really good um, overall as a team. Lamar is playing amazing. Mm-hmm. I think they're a team that can get to the AFC championship game. The mm, to the Super Bowl. To the, to the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. I think Buffalo looks much better. Um, Currently losing to the t- Tennessee Titans, by the way, but go on. Yeah, um, they're driving right now, but I think – Oh, really? Is that so? They are. Right now? Hey, Tolu, how is Josh Allen doing? So, I don't know. 
You were literally he's not doing shit. bad at all. Josh I, Allen is not, not doing watching. bad. I was just asking. Can I not? You ask? are a hater. You are the way. It's I the way Josh you're Allen asking because he's not. Good. The Bills he's defense can't stop Derrick Henry. That's that's for sure. Like they hey, can't. Even, they can stop Lamar Jackson. That's my fantasy. Um, the thing is, I think right now the AFC Championship game. Right now, if if you want to predict right now, I think it will be Ravens and Bills and Buffalo. Right now. If the if the Buffalo Bills lose this game, they drop to two and we drop to one. So just so you know. Yeah, yeah but I think that game could go either way. Like, yeah. We could beat them in Buffalo. Like Yeah. <laughs> just like you think I'm scared of Bills Mafia, man? Get out of here. Never mind. The only bro. thing with that last year is they stopped you guys' run. That was it. Yeah, but we can throw the ball now, so good luck with that. You're welcome. Hey man, I I would love to see y'all send Josh Allen home. Mm. Mm. Anyways, that's not gonna happen. So you're 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 just a Josh Allen hater. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on to my. I just want you to know that Trey, you are a hater, literally, bro. Agenda for Josh Allen. Some people call it hating. I call it telling the truth. Hey man, the truth hurts and it shall set you free. And I tell the truth for one. Well, Josh guess, Allen is a fraud. Truth, guess what the truth is? You are a Bills hater because you know that Josh Allen owns your Patriots franchise. Let's move on. And with, with that, I'm going to move on to the second he part. He doesn't own move us on to at all. F. But continue. We're going to move on to the F's. F tier. We're going to move on to the F's of the week, bro. And the first one we talked about this team earlier, it's got to be the Chicago Bears, bro. To like I said, to 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 be twenty two and five against a single man, bro, as a team, as an organization, I mean, it's just completely embarrassing, bro. Like there's just absolutely no no excuses. Like I used to think that teams should be you should only have this type of record against maybe like a guy like Tom Brady or something like that. But oh, sorry, Trey, sorry, he, but he's a fraud though. I'm I'm sorry, he's a fraud. Though. Twenty-two and five, he's a fraud. But um, yeah, um. Yeah, man, the Chicago I don't Bears, call I, him I, a fraud for regular season. I call him a fraud because of what he does in the playoffs, um, which is nothing. Choke. But like I said, for, really, the Chicago Bears are getting it for like I said, the simple fact that for a team to be for a single man to be twenty-two and five versus your entire organization. I mean, every time you lose to you lose to Aaron Rodgers, just expect to be on this list every single time. Because I mean, like I said, you guys need to get some wins against this team, bro. Not even a consistent, but it's Aaron Rodgers. He is your kryptonite. He's Chicago's kryptonite, bro. So the Bears got to take the L for this week. Um, yeah, man, that's just there's really no excuses for that, bro. Like it's just crazy. Twenty-two and five, bro. That's in, that's literally embarrassing. Like, what's Trey? What's what's Tom Brady's best record against any other team? What's his best record against the team? I'm sure his best record is against the Jets. For like. Freaking! I don't think they only beat us like five or six times. Like, okay, so yeah, so that's that's literally Tom Brady's tip. That's literally Tom Brady elite type level, bro. Aaron Rodgers is on that type of level, bro. Like, that's just embarrassing for your organization. Chicago Bears need to do better. Fire Nagy, fire whoever you need to fire, but you need to do better next time that Aaron Rodgers steps in that steps in that stadium. You can't you, you can't keep losing to this man, bro. This man is thirty eight, about to be thirty nine years old. Enough is enough at some point. Nah, TK, why you say that? Like, when you were saying Aaron Rodgers owns him, when you said he owned Justin Fields, that was hilarious. The way you said it was funny. 
He owns it, bro. He owns. Of course, he's gonna own them. But still, the way it was just funny how you said Justin Fields. (laughs) I had to, bro. I had to. If if if, what's his name? Um, what's the what's the white dude's name? I can't even think of Andy Dalton. If Andy Dalton was starting, he would his name would have got dropped. But it just so happened. I I hate it. Have to be just sure. The minimum of uh, thirty-eight games uh, with Tom Brady and New York Jets. He's thirty and eight. Thirty and eight. Wow, that's that's crazy, bro. Eight. It's crazy. Imagine yeah. a single man beating your organization thirty times. You just can't do nothing about it, bro. You just cannot stop it, bro. Like you just can't. But with that being said, my second L of the week, bro. Damn Detroit Lions, man. It's just like dog. I, I gotta ask you guys a question, I, and, and this is why they're on my list. Art, and this is how I will exp- basically explain why I'm saying this by asking a question. Are the are the Lions gonna win the game this year? Dang, Campbell's sake! I hope they do. I like no, no, I'm, it. I'm asking you guys. Like I'm, 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 genu- I'm genuinely asking you guys. Are they gonna win the game this year? Honestly. They have the worst luck I've seen. So I it's think safe they don't to say that they won't. Because yesterday, I don't know about y'all, but yesterday was the first game I saw from the Lions that it, it looked like they didn't try. Like they just gave up. Whereas previous games before, it looked like they were in it trying to fight to win. Yesterday, it was not like that at all, bro. And Jared Goff stinks, my nigga. He sucks, bro. Jared Goff sucks. Uh, they got manhandled by the Bengals, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really think that Vikings game broke Dan Campbell. <laughs> like, I, I really think that broke the team. Like, that's the same way they lost to the Ravens, too. Uh, they almost they lost to the 49ers opening week after a ferocious comeback. Like, I don't know, the fire just wasn't there. You see, Gianni, Trey, I'm still waiting on the answer. Are the Lions winning the game this season? I think uh, they're going 10 I still games. got them as going. I remember we did the thing like three weeks ago, whatever, saying, or more than that, saying that like who we think is gonna have the worst record, and I know a lot of us had them or the Jets. I mean Texans at like two and fifteen or zero and seventeen. They're on pace to go zero and seventeen for sure. I think they can win two games. Two games. Two and fifteen. What about you? Two and fifteen. I think two. I mean, I mean, it's pretty obvious why they're on the list this week. Another week that we're talking about the Lions not winning the game, bro. And like I said, yesterday was the first time that I seen the Lions playing. It just, it just seemed like they just gave up. Whereas the previous four games, it seemed like they were games that they lost, but it was games that they were still in, and they they were fighting for for Cameron. They were fighting to win. Yesterday, I didn't see that yesterday. So I don't know, man. They might not win a game this year, bro. They really might not win a game this year, especially if they play how they played yesterday. They have absolutely no chance of beating anybody at all. So, I don't know, man. That's, I, I think the Lions are going to be an interesting team to watch this year because we all know the Lions are the first and only team to have a season where they didn't win a game this year. Could you imagine if they were to repeat that this year? I mean, that I don't think you could ever come back from that. I mean, you would have to, they'd have to win back-to-back championships to just, just, just bounce back from something like that, man. And that's something that's never going to happen, so... I don't know, man. It's a really sad time for Lions fans, bro. Then again, been that way for what, like two decades now? <laughs> what, like two decades now, bro? Three decades now. Jesus. 
All right, so my last L for the week. Hmm. Let's give it to the, you know, I was I was gonna be annoying. I wanted to give I wanted to give it to the Patriots just to annoy Trey. I'm not gonna do that, bro. You know, I'm gonna do something different this week because I want to give another W for the week because I, I I feel like we need to talk about Carson Wentz. So instead of doing three L's, I'm going to do two L's. How four. dare you try to How about my the Colts on the and Carson Wentz, man? Talk about it. PC, let's, PC, let's talk about it, bro. The, uh, at uh, least for at least the past two games that he's played, I saw 24, 20, what was it, 2016 wins? Or was, it, was that 2016 wins where he was MVP? I mean, yeah, 2016 wins. But just for, for those two games that he's played at least, I saw 2016 wins, bro. He looked really good, bro. Like, on some MVP type shit. Like, excuse my language, bro. He looked really good, bro. I was called a madman. I was called delusional. I was called biased. I was called all kinds of things for defending Carson Wentz last season. And similar to the Baker Mayfield situation here, and here's why I'm hoping that this doesn't happen to Baker, that the team gives up on him this one season. A season you very much are biased. I'm not biased at all when it comes to situations like this. And considering what, what Carson Wentz is doing now, nine touchdowns, one interceptions this season. Um, in the last five quarters, I was reading the set. He's 31 for 43 with almost 360 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. Carson Wentz is fully healthy which is a really good thing because a fully healthy Carson Wentz is a dangerous quarterback. And now maybe the Colts can turn around a little bit because they, they started off slow. They started off struggling. But that was when the team was hurt. Now they got guys back like T.Y. Hilton, who played his first game yesterday, or excuse me, his past Sunday. They got Mo Ali Cox, Paris Campbell. You know, this is a team that is capable of still winning the AFC South. And Carson Wentz, he continues to play the way that he's been playing. Look, man, I keep trying to tell y'all, Carson Wentz is no bum. He was just in a very toxic, dysfunctional situation last season. And now it's showing. Can nope. I jump in? PC, the- PC, you took the words, PC, you took the words right out of my mouth. If Carson Wentz plays like this for the remainder of the season, bro, not only will he find himself in the MVP conversation, but this man... They they will they will dethrone the Titans. They will win that. They will win the AFC South, bro. Hundred percent, I agree. Everyone who does good, it is not an MVP conversation finalist. You got to stop with that, man. If if he no 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 listen 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 listen. If he if he look, this team started off what zero and four, right? Or one and four? What was it? Zero and four? They started like zero and three. Okay, so let's say they start off zero and three, and somehow Carson Wentz bring this team to win eleven games. And wins the AFC South. There's no reason why he shouldn't be in the MVP conversation, bro. That's a complete turnaround, bro. He should have 100% be in the conversation if that Trust me. The way this season is going, he's not going to be an MVP finalist because they're going to choose other guys to put over wins. Oh, I don't think he's going to be an MVP this year. I don't think he may be in, like, the... Like I just said he'll be in the conversation. I never said he'd win it. I just said he'll yeah. be in the MVP conversation. Definitely not going to win but it. But still, even conversation is whatever, though. I mean, I don't see it happening because of, you know, how other guys are playing right now. 
and Wentz tends to get looked overlooked a lot. But if he keeps it up, who knows? I try. I I don't want to say I told you so yet, but yeah, I'm I'm waiting on it. Yeah, hey, wait a couple more games to tell all of you I told you so. I you like still it. wish you had him over Hurts, huh? I'm not gonna say that. You do though. It's all good. It gave us. It gave this us. This man is toxic, bro. This man Trey is toxic. Like, I'm just here yeah, to find yeah. out. I'm here to get the truth out of y'all. I want the facts. PC. I moved on. I moved on, Trey. Okay, that's good. That's oh. all I wanted to hear you say is you moved on because you was never on board with this man hurts being here. Trey, I moved on a long time ago. You know why? Because we just got like I moved on from Tom three, Brady. We got three potential top ten picks in the draft this year because we saw Miami's pick is currently number two in the draft this year. We have the Colts pick. Who Dang, made, they're number two. We have our pick, and they can all be in the top ten. I moved on so long ago, Trey. You're just holding on being toxic and being the hater that you are, and that's okay. That's perfectly okay with me. Devontae Smith is a bust, like I said he was. Oh, now it's about Devontae Smith. It's no bust. One touchdown in six weeks. A cornerback. Yeah, okay. And with that, Hermie, I am going to go ahead and end my TK's top tier list. Real quick, though, TK. For giving me this list. No, we are not. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. How dare you try to troll and put my Patriots on the F list this week? How oh, I had to, bro. Troll? But I didn't. But I didn't, though. It was, it was just a troll. But I was like, nah, I'm not going to do I do want to point out, though, uh, we all heard Trey say last week on the podcast that can you remind me? Hey, man. I was almost right with that prediction. If Kendrick Borg could catch, he would have interception. Your name's not TK. Okay, what what happened this week with Trayvon Diggs? What, what did he do in the game? Um, did he get a was it a fumble? No, it wasn't a fumble. Was it a sack? No, it wasn't a sack. Um, I was really it an interception? Was it another interception? I think it was a. I think it was another. It was yeah, I think a, it was another interception, bro. I think it was actually a pick six. Uh, he's he's uh, wow. He's getting a lot of those, man. He's getting a lot of those. Uh, it you wasn't know, an inter- that's you're right. That's PC, you're right. It wasn't an interception. Cool it was a pick that's six. That's cool and all, but hey, the very next play, he got scored on for seventy-five yards in one play. I want, I want to jump in about the Patriots for a minute. Trey said the Patriots were going to go twelve and five before the season. They're <laughs> two and four right now. So they're, they're <laughs> cook. They're cook. Uh, Forget about and this is where I the own the silly trolls. Uh, G, trolls. Shut like, up, PC. Yeah. Yeah. Every twelve game and five, and you guys by one score. Now, I'm not complaining or anything. The cards just didn't fall in our favor. But saying that we would go 12-4 and four was not crazy with how we've been playing. We've been losing closed games. We just can't close. Still lost. Lost to the Texans, my guy. Okay, um, and with that, <laughs> I'm going to end my top tier list. Uh, I'm, I'm going to end my uh, NFL tier list. Thank you, PC, for giving me this segment. And go ahead and move on, Hermie, before he gets back. Please. Nah, 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 nah. It's cool. We can move on. All right. You know why? Because I don't give a damn. Oh, my God. Okay, then. Shush. So, let's get into the next part of our show, which is our 
mini game of the week. And this one's going to be one word answers. We've done this one many times on the show. So basically, I'm going to give each person, each crewmate, um, a kind of topic, news related topic to sports. And then they're going to describe the situation in one word and then kind of elaborate on that decision. So the first one is going to be for PC. So the Chicago Sky defeated the Phoenix Mercury in the WNBA finals, giving the Sky their first title in franchise history, along with Candace Parker's second WNBA title. PC, what is one word to describe the situation to you? Um, iconic. That's my go, man. That's Candace Parker for you. Ever since Candace Parker has been in the WNBA, she has been a winner. She left LA Sparks to go home to her hometown, Chicago. She said, I want to give my hometown city its first title. And what did she do? She beats one of the GOATs of the WNBA history, Diana Sarasi, and the Phoenix Mercury. And she was able to get the job done. That's what GOATs do. And Candace Parker, icon. Iconic is my word. Legend. Congratulations to the Chicago side, uh, Chicago Sky too. I watched it. I watched the game too, and like I talked, I watched them talking about it, and like yeah, like you said, iconic. You know, she did what she had to do, and I think it's pretty cool that, like you said, that she left um, LA to go to her hometown and give them that win. I think that just shows like her character and I think she is I would like to elaborate she's a good role model for young women and you know I think that she's someone that young women can look up to and you know really get inspired and really you know if they want to play basketball play basketball and then you know just show you know being a boss babe. Let's get into the next one this one's going to be for Gianni. After ongoing negotiations, the MLB has agreed to provide housing for minor league baseball players starting in 2022. What do you think about that, Gianni? Finally, this is a big win for baseball. This is history in the making. I think it is the best thing that can happen right now. Um, this was supposed to happen years ago, even, I don't know, like like a couple years ago, like 10 years ago, basically. I think this is the biggest win for baseball. I think them um, like providing that um, is just amazing for baseball. I think now I want to see what the reactions are from the players, the major league players right now, because that that's just a win. I think this is a celebration for baseball, for the minor league um, to get the housing and everything like that. Just a huge win. Like, I don't know how big of a win this is, but this is the biggest win I think baseball had in a long time. All right, well said. And next one is going to be for Tolu. With Sunday's dominating victory against the Chargers, Lamar Jackson now has 35 wins as starter, the most for anyone in NFL history before the age of 25. What do you have to say to that, Tolu? This is more than one words, but the best quarterback in the NFL. 
Yes, he's better than Josh Allen. He's better than Patrick Mahomes. He's better than Justin Herbert. He's better than Tom Brady. He's better than Aaron Rodgers. He's better than every single quarterback I can name of. Okay? He's the best quarterback in the league. The league. He's currently ninth. He's currently top ten in passing yards and top ten in rushing yards. Okay, he has the most wins as a quarterback before the age of twenty-five. Meanwhile, Lamar doesn't even turn twenty-five until January. <laughs> so he's got way more wins to go before he he's gonna surpass that record. The Baltimore Ravens are going to the AFC Championship game. Whether they beat Josh Allen or not, they probably will because Lamar is built like that, you know. You see, I just want to laugh and everyone said, you know, hey, Jeremy Fowler, bro. I thought this would be the year that everyone figures out Lamar Jackson. Ain't this, ain't that what the scouts said, buddy? That's what you said. This could be the year that everyone figures out Lamar Jackson. You're lucky I didn't figure out the address to your house so I can pull up and beat your mother. Because I would have done that if I'll ever disrespect my man Lamar Jackson again, Mr. Jeremy Fowler. Oh, Stephen A. Smith, you said the same exact thing about Lamar Jackson, too. You lucky I ain't pull up to your house and beat your mother ass because anybody who disrespects Lamar Jackson is fun of me I'm smacking the dog out of you that's exactly what I'm gonna do so you better put some respect on my quarterback he's going to win MVP he's going to win his Super Bowl ring and whether you land there's nothing you can do about it scene scene after all of that he's this man is literally a character, bro. There's something. There's something wrong with you, Tony, bro. There's something wrong. With you. Did, Did I lie? You gotta. Lie? You gotta save that. That's what. That's, what, that's what Jeremy Fowler said. He said this is the year that everyone figures out Lamar Jackson. That's what he said. Hmm. Maybe this is the year that Lamar figures you out, NFL. Huh? How do you think about that? Hmm. Okay, um, <laughs> Tolu rant of the week, I guess. That that was something else, Tolu, for sure. We're going to have to post that on the socials for sure. But next one is going to be for Trey. LSU head coach Ed Orgeron and the team has agreed he will not return in 2022, but is expected to complete this season. Orgeron led the Tigers to the national championship in 2019 and just came off of a victory against ranked Florida. What's one word to describe this trip? Whatever. I don't really care about LSU. Only to make fun of Channing. PC, you know who that is. Uh, apparently, Coach O sucks now. I mean, got carried by Joe Burrow and that deep LSU team. Now he's not, they don't even look good. Barely beat Florida. But if Florida had a good QB, they would have beat them for sure. So it's good that they're moving on because Coach O, he sucks. Let's just keep it real. He sucks. LSU has a worse record than my beloved Boston College Eagles. Let's not forget that. Best team in the ACC, by the way. And I think it's about time that they move on from him. He got them a national championship in, what, 2019? That's cool and all, but he's not a good coach. 
Also, he smells not smell. Also, he sounds like he chews dip and smokes cigarettes twenty four seven. But yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. All right, and next one's gonna be for TK. Ladies and gentlemen, the Jacksonville Jaguars have won a football game. Defeated the Miami Dolphins 23-20, the Jags snapped a 20-game losing streak, the second longest streak in North American sports history. I know you kind of talked about it already, TK, but what do you think again? I'm gonna. I'm just going to assume it from the point of view of a Jags fan. You should be feeling magnificent because now you will you know that for the remainder of the season, even if you don't win any more games, you're not going to go down in history as the second team in NFL history that hasn't won a game during a regular season. You don't have to worry about that anymore. So you should feel very good, magnificent, good, great, wonderful, whatever you want, whatever you want to choose. You should feel happy, basically. All right. And next one's for PC. Ben Simmons returned to the Sixers to practice. He's been holding out ever since the end of the Sixers season last year in hopes of being traded. What's one word to describe this? Malpractice. Uh, I think I've already said so much about this situation. I get headaches every time thinking about this situation. It is what it is. Like, if he isn't going to change, I don't know what's going to make him change. Um, at this point, I'm just trying to focus on the team, focus on Bede's MVP campaign season coming up, and focus on the, the game that they have um, against the Pelicans. So it is what it is. Can't change, you know, who doesn't want to be changed. And, it looks like to me, Ben Simmons just doesn't want to be changed. All right. And the next one is going to be for Trey. So the ALCS and the NLCS have both kicked off with a bang. The Astros and Red Sox have each won a game through two, making the series one to one. Meanwhile, the Braves have hit two walk-offs against the Dodgers at home, giving them a definitive two to zero lead heading back to L.A. What's one word to describe this for you, Trey? Uh, time we're recording, by the way. As I see the score of the Red Sox game right now. It was 9 to nothing. The last time we played them, game two. We should have beat them game one. Honestly, we folded. We had a 3-1 three, uh, three to one lead, and then it went up to 5, which got, and then they went up, beat us 5-3. Whatever. But coming into this game, I was really worried about Correra and Jose Altuve, but so far throughout the series, besides that one big home run that uh, Correra had in game one, we contained their best players pretty much. And we absolutely dominated their pitching. We had two grand slams uh, game two, had a grand slam tonight, a shore bomb. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't see the rest of the game yet, but about to tune in when I get back to the house. So far, we just look like the best team in AL, in, a, in the whole AL, American League. We got rid of the Rays. They had great pitching, great outfielding. Wasn't enough. Got rid of the Yankees first um, round. Uh, now we're doing the same with the Astros. Gee, I see you shaking your head in disbelief. Go Red Sox, baby. But yeah, Astros, man, 
don't nobody want to see them in the World Series again. They're cheaters. And it's just nobody wants to see them again. Told y'all months ago when we first started this podcast, when baseball season first started, the Red Sox will be contending to get to the World Series. And no one believed me, but hey, we're here. And as far as the um, uh, what's called National League, uh, I hope the Braves beat the Dodgers because I'd really like to go to a World Series. If the Braves win, I'd be able to go see Boston Red Sox out here. So that'd be good. But Boston Red Sox, best team in baseball. Don't care. One word to describe it, um, Hermie. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. With that, next one's going to be for Tolu. With Iowa's disappointing loss to Purdue this past weekend, the new college football rankings are in order. Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, and Alabama. What do you think about that, Tolu? <sighs> just shows that, um, well, one for one word, frauds. Iowa is a bunch of frauds. Because after they barely beat a backup quarterback, they stormed the field, barely beating a backup quarterback. We didn't have Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford got injured. They were mocking Sean Clifford's injury, by the way. They were saying his injured shoulder injury wasn't legit. It's just this middle-aged man who's probably never played anything in his life. But that's karma. Karma for the karma. Because we would have whooped them if Sean was healthy. So, yeah, it's karma for them. Frauds, karma, karma will always come back to haunt you, and that's exactly what happened. Frauds! All right, and next one's going to be for Gianni. So, some big extensions happened over the weekend in the NBA as the Phoenix Suns forward Michael Bridges agreed to a four-year, $90 million extension and Memphis Grizzlies center Jaron Jackson Jr. agreed to a four-year, $105 million extension. Some big numbers, Gianni. What do you think? I think, it, to me, I would say good, really. I think for those players to get paid. Um, Jared Jackson, I think he has, like, I think he was hurt last season a bit. So I think if he stays healthy, he's worth the contract. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Mikel Bridges... Um, I think he deserves that to his contract. Um, the contract that I haven't seen that that I got like um, agreed on was Aiton and the Suns. I'm not sure what's going on there, but it looked like things are not looking good there. So Aiton might be uh, DeAndre Aiton might be a free agent next season. It looked like. All right, and last one is going to be for TK. The Spurs have reportedly been preparing for head coach Greg Popovich to retire in the next one to two years. What do you think about that, TK? I expect it. Um, Popovich just doesn't seem to really have the love for coaching that he seemed to used to have. I don't know. It's something that I've noticed. His whole demeanor has really changed. Um, I think they've honestly probably, I think it's just something that they've been planning for, for a couple of years now, but I think they're just trying to kind of trying to just find the right, I guess, replacement. So, um, yeah, I'm not shocked by this at all. Um, like I said, it's, it was expected. 
Um, Greg Popovich is going to go down as one of, if not the greatest uh, NBA basketball coach of all time. Um, so, he's had a great career, man. Had a really, really great career. All right. And that concludes our mini game of the week. Thank you guys for playing and giving us your feedback on some sports-related news. So let's get into our next segment, which is one that PC and Trey run, and it is called Off the Top Rope, as you listeners have probably heard by now. And they're going to talk about some wrestling. So you guys go ahead and get into that. Once again, we're not the favorites, but we're going to give you the best. See how unenthusiastic she was? Hey, hey, hey. You guys can become my favorites. I just have to like the segment. Oh, really? Never mind. I was just about to. Never mind. Never mind. Hermie, you know what? Hermie, I'm going to be honest. I don't don't want my segment to be your favorite anymore. You can have their segment. We don't. We ain't worried about them haters. We do this for RPW. We do this. We do this to the hardcore wrestling things. I do agree with that. And for everybody, off the top rope, um, with Trey, you've been on one tonight. But you know what? It's one thing that we can get along good with. It's definitely wrestling. Um, so I have for this, been on one. Uh, yes, you have. You very much have, sir. Um, I didn't know that. This week. We're going to do something a little bit different this week. So, well, again, uh, kind of a down week uh, for wrestling news as a whole. Um, we did have Rampage shaking on SmackDown in the ratings this week, uh, while SmackDown won the overall ratings. Um, Rampage won the 18 to 49 coveted demographic. Um, so, before we get into our main thing, is there any thoughts that you had on that? Not really. I mean, Rampage pretty much lackluster show. From what I've heard, I heard that the only like real good matches, whatever, was Brian Danielson and CM Punk's matches. Other than that, I mean, I didn't even really watch it. But yeah, that was really that was really a highlight of the show. Um, then for SmackDown, you had the match from Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch. Uh, um, and then you had the contract signing for the Universal Championship match with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. So, um, nothing really too noteworthy uh, to come out between those two things this week. Um, so, in light of that, we're going to do something different. And we're going to rank the scale of 1 to 10. Me and Trey collaborated on the current champions of Raw, SmackDown, AEW. Um, decided not to do NXT right now because it's kind of, I guess you would say, in a rebuilt mode. Um, I feel like that, you know, it's kind of compared to those championships right now. We're all SmackDown, AEW, all, all up for games. So, hopefully we can come to a, a census here. Because the first champion that we are currently raking is WWE champion Biggie defeat your boy almighty Bobby Lashley for cashing his money in the bank um, on Raw a few weeks back. Uh, it was actually in Boston too. Um, and Crazy. for 33 plus days. Um, so on a scale of 1 to 10, 
like how you how you rank it. I guess we'll we'll come up with our own individual numbers and like consensus in the middle. You know, even though it was just the money in the bank cash in, he didn't really earn the championship per se. I mean, he had to earn it to get the contract, but he didn't really earn the championship match, or whatever. Whatever you want to say. He beat Bobby. Bobby had just finished decimating Randy Orton to retain his title. Biggie, that cowardly he is, even though I don't hate him, I just don't like the fact he took it from Bobby Lash, whatever. I give Biggie's championship a five. Hey, hold on, cowardly. This man. Coward. That he's going to cash in right before the show. It was before, before the show. Yeah. And did you also see how Bobby Lashley had a knee injury right after whooping Randy Orton's ass? Coward. That's not, not Biggie's. Coward. That's not Biggie's fault. Coward. Don't try to destroy thing in sights next time. Coward. You won't get hurt. But uh, well, well, what's, the, what's the number? That, what's the number you would give for his reign right now? For his reign, it's a pretty cool reign. He gets a five because the New Day robbed my man Bobby Lashley of winning his championship back but that's a conversation for another day he gets a five he's gonna lose it to drew mcintyre sooner or later well drew mcintyre is over smackdown oh yeah yeah yeah. i forgot about that okay never mind Uh, he's gonna retain it then he's gonna retain it at crown jewel well if i had to give a ring i would give it a nine and a half because biggie this has been built up for quite literally ever since last year's draft when the new day, new day got split up, and Kobe pronounced that it was Big E's time to shine. And we saw him win the Intercontinental Championship. We saw him win Money in the Bank, all the way leading up to him winning the WWE Championship. And I'd say it's been a pretty fun reign so far. You know, it's um, definitely well-deserved. There was no like negative feedback to him winning either. It seemed like everyone was universally, you know, like for Biggie having this moment, um, and for having this reign, except you, of course, but you know, you're just salty. Um, so I give it a nine and a half, of course, you do. So, I, I well, we have to come to, to an agreement here on how great the reign is. So, I say we meet in the middle, give it, we'll give it a seven and a half, yeah. I guess seven and a half. only because it's been like it's only been like thirty three some days, whatever. Yeah, it's so yeah. very early. It's so very early in his reign. So yeah, a lot can happen, of course. But I'm fine with it. All right, next champion, current Raw Women's Champion. I say current because I don't know if she will continue to be Raw Women's Champion after Monday Night Raw is over tonight because she is going to be defending the belt against my girl. ESC Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. So, uh, oh God, can possibly not be champion by the end of the night. But if we had to, if we had to, um, you know, give her a number, uh, I guess I'll start off uh, this one. Um, I mean, the way she won it, it was in a triple threat match. Um, it was with three Ripley with uh, in the GSH. I mean, I gave it a six. It's you know just so You're a hater. Sad. 
it's been a, it's been okay rain. Like it's nothing's really give Biggie a nine for cowardly cashing in on an injured Bobby. But Charlotte goes up against two very healthy wrestlers and she gets a six. And what's she done? What's she done in this ring? Defend it and win. She defended against Alexa Bliss. Who else? That's the only one she had. Well, no. They got a rematch for it. She had a triple threat rematch on Monday Night Raw for it. And all I'm saying is that. And she won. It has been just another reign, so Charlotte and Staff had, and ultimately, you know, beat Why her. Why do you hate the queen, man? It's Why do you hate the greatness? She is, without Charlotte being in the mid-event title picture, what was Charlotte? You can't ask, if you can't answer that question, then that tells you all you need to Because I've had to see her without the main woman's title chance because she's always there. She's always getting the opportunity she deserves. She's always going out and earning it. Alright, I, I give it a six. Hater. She gets a 10, of course. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Alright. I guess we're going, we'll just go for the median in the middle, so we'll give it a She's break. going to break the women's longest title reign history record if it hasn't already been broken. I can't remember. I doubt that. I doubt and she's that. also going to break the women's record for most championships. So, Who do you think she breaks that record? She will. She's already like a 12-time women's champion or whatever. Oh, okay, I will give it a minute. It's a minute. That's a meeting. Alright. So, moving on. United States champion, Damien Peace. Um, really, this one that, you know, I has been um, not lackluster, but, um, you know, he's kind of like having a break right now, a well-deserved break, because he was defending it, like, every week. And yeah. I like Damien Priest a lot. You know, he's one of the, like, MC calls that, you know, the main roster is really utilized very well. Um, I, I don't know. I, I give his reign a solid eight. I think it's been, I think it's been great. You give it eight? All right, so for me, I'm going to give him a nine just because of how much he's had to defend it after winning it. He was defending it like week after week, no breaks, triple threats, singles. He was doing it all. That's fair. So, comedian in the middle, U.S. Championship ring, Damian Priest, it's a solid eight in it. So, next up. Raw Tag Team Champions, RK, Bro themselves, Riddle, and the Viper, Randy Orton. Um, to be AJ and Omos Ford at SummerSlam. Uh, this has been a beautifully told story between the two. Um, I think they have good chemistry together. Uh, they mesh, their characters mesh really well. Um, as far as the actual reign itself, um, we, have, we both know that Tag Team Division WWE is exactly the brightest. Um, I, I don't know. Well, I I feel like this this one's kind of hard to rank, or hard yeah hard to like rank. They've held it for fifty six plus days now. Um, I don't know. I think it's seven. Seven. I think it's respectable. You um, know how I feel about this PC because freaking. You and I both know. 
Bobby Lashley and MVP were supposed to compete for the Tag Team Championships on Monday Night Raw. Then face, then Bobby Lashley face off against Randy Orton at Extreme Rules. But your boy Big E ruined that. He just ruined that. He couldn't wait till after Extreme Rules, he ruined it. So, we could honestly, there's no doubt in my mind, Bobby Lashley would be a double champion right now. Well, would have been a double champion if it wasn't for Bobby Lashley. I mean, if it wasn't for Big E. So, their title reign, it gets a four because it should have came to an end. And it shouldn't still be going. It gets a four. Um, Don't care. Debate your mom. Middle, the median in the middle. There is no median in the middle for this one. They straight four on both. I I gave it a seven. <laughs> so median says a five. Is there is the rating of their brain right now? Uh, so let's go to SmackDown. Let's go to the island of relevancy to our tribal chief. Is now on pace CM Punk's WWE Championship reign. Uh, it's currently at 412 plus the Universal Championship. The head of the table, Roman Reigns. I mean, it, if it's if it's if your answer is not a 10, you're just a hater. I, I'm sorry. This like his reign's been a 10 ever since he's turned heel. 10, 10s all around. Everything that Roman Reigns has touched this year has been gold. Yeah, he gets a 10. He's not a better champion than Bobby Lashley was or will ever be. Also, Bobby Lashley has a he has a history of owning Roman Reigns. But hey, that's a I mean that's a tale for another day. And once again, PC, if it wasn't for your boy Big E getting in the way of Big Man's business, Bobby Lashley would have pinned Roman Reigns on that magnificent triple threat on Raw like three weeks ago or whatever. I doubt that. I, I he literally speared that man into the mat. He had him dead to rights. Hey, man, it was a triple threat. You can't blame Big E for breaking up the triple threat. He still wanted to win. Just admit that Roman he Reigns... got put through the table. W- and then, like, two minutes later, and broke you, up the pinball. Hater of Big E. You are salty. That Bobby's I no... Even, I don't even hate Big E. I just hate the fact that he ruined... He ruined Bobby's double championship chances. I'm very much sure. I'm very much sure. So uh, let's just, let's let's just with the bloodline here. Um, let's go to the Usos current SmackDown Tag Team Champions. This is uh, their fifth reign with the titles. Uh, held it now for almost a hundred days. The be it in sport. Something with seven time champs. Uh, it says right here, they're the fifth ring. Might be the fifth ring with the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Yeah, I yeah, because I think they're seven time champs in total. Yeah. Only New Day has more. Um. Well, yeah. What, what do you think that's the ruling, so. Ten, no doubt. The Usos, man. We always. I'm sure anyone who watches wrestling knows that they've always had the potential. I think we both know that the Usos, they had opportunities in the past to become champions. They've always come up short a while. I mean, a couple of times, but well-deserved championship reign. Now that they're running with Roman Reigns, I don't think they'll be losing them belts anytime soon. Well, I think it's as well. Um, you know, that's... I uh, like, like Roman, like, you know, his, his both, all three of their reigns, well, 
of coolers, I guess. Um, and it's been, they've been great. So, um, I give it a 10 as well. One line is the best thing going in WWE. So, um, so sure. That's really amazing. All right. Smackdown. Real quick, didn't you say that their merch surpassed like John Cena's or something like that? Roman Roman Reigns' merch is uh, Roman Reigns' merch surpassed John Cena. Like it was like a record. He's doing all this as a heel, too. Crazy. Yeah. Man came from getting booed to getting booed with the Universal Championship. All right. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship. You know how she wanted. I don't need to put five slides here. I probably just um, wait for this. Honestly, she gets a nine and a half. Let me tell you why she gets a nine and a half. Not only did she dethrone the most unbearable champion that was a woman I've seen since Eva Marie. <clears throat> not even Marie. Sorry. Since I've seen since Eve. Not even Marie. I meant Eve. Such a terrible take. You are such a terrible take. Can I, can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? You should can be ashamed to say that. She's the most unbearable woman's champion I've seen since Eve. Uh, that is just simply not true. Becky Lynch, she gets a nine and a half because she dethroned. Bianca Belair, the dumbest, the stupidest, the boringest, the lamest. Boring oh, so- man. Yeah, I know they're not words, but it goes well, so don't care. Weep. You are. She sick. doesn't. She doesn't get a ten because she can't beat Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks still owns her. The truth that she's the true SmackDown Woman champ. Well, anyways, regardless of what you think about Bianca Belair, who's currently one of the best young stars in WWE. Okay, that's again her ass handed to her by Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. Of course, Sasha Banks at WrestleMania, buddy. Um, she beat Sasha at WrestleMania. What has she done since? She got beat in 26 seconds at SummerSlam. Pitiful. Sasha would never. Uh, yeah, Sasha actually did, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, Sasha would never. In 26 seconds. Rain so far. Uh, I think a lot of people have just been really like frustrated with how like it's been you know how she's a heel now how like two like top like baby faces in the company can't coexist with each other um i guess this um popular you know heel becky i like heel becky what she is i think they've actually handled the storyline very well um it's just kind of it's kind of like weird right now with both of them going to raw too um yeah i, I don't know uh it's, it's it's going to be interesting how both of them coexist um in the next year on raw i'll give it yeah, i give it like a eight you know i like i like the story like i said i like the story it's just everything around it everything surrounding how we got to this point it's just kind of been like um, Anything that make Bianca suffer gets a nine and a half or more from me. I said, unfortunately for you, the median in the middle gives Becky's reign a nine. 
นั่นนะครับ so for the Intercontinental Champion the Final Champion WWE SmackDown Shinsuke Nakamura um, I really like King Nakamura like the gimmick whole thing Rick Boogs I love it um, it gets a nine for me Yeah, you know, he hasn't exactly defended it ever since Apollo Cruz. Um, you know, and they need to change that. They can't come out every week and just have them. You know, do like the guitar performance with Boogs and Matt, Pat McAfee. You know, they need to switch it up. They need to give them some challengers, and there are definitely some new challengers on SmackDown for that Intercontinental Championship. Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, Cesaro is still there. Um, Ricochet. Who I think is going to have a career resurgence on SmackDown. So there's plenty of new challengers for King Nakamura. Um, I think it can, they can do wonders with this ring. So I give, I'm giving it a nine right now. Like it's on the it's on the cusp of being a ten, but they need to actually have him wrestle for that to happen. So I give it a nine. What do you give it, Trey? He doesn't get a nine. He gets a six because he hasn't defended. Really, the only person he really faces. Apollo Crews, and then with that, Rick Boogs has been doing all the matches. He's just been out there dancing. He gets a six. So, like you said, new comp coming to the roster. He'll defend it then, and we'll see if he actually defends it. But right now, he gets a six because he hasn't done anything. And that's being generous. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, median in the middle, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura's current IC title reign, a seven. So, let's jump from the Titans. Uh, Titan Tower in New York, WWE, to AEW, uh, Tony Khan's Island of Relevancy. Uh, let's start with their current top champion, Kenny By God Omega, his uh, current AEW world champion. Um, now, his reign, his, his reign, it's opened up a lot of doors. And I think it's kind of been overshadowed by everything going on in AEW right now. Um, And it's coming to an end soon, you would think, with Hangman Adam Page returning and getting that opportunity to face Kenny Omega. Um, this World Championship reign, I think, is going to be significant for a lot of you know, reasons, not just you know, about Kenny Omega having his first AEW World Championship reign. I think it's going to be significant for... A lot of other reasons for years to come with AEW. If AEW is going to be this company that's like is here to stay. They're going to look back at every in the history book, or excuse me, this reign in the history books, um, to see like what happened during it. A lot has happened uh, during Omega's world title reign. Um, so just off of that alone, I have to give it a ten. Uh, I mean. I don't really pay attention to AEW like that. It's the inferior brand, inferior show. AEW kind of sucks. Uh, Kenny Omega, I guess his reign gets a, it sucks. Kenny Omega, I guess his reign gets an eight or whatever. Uh, Hangman Adam Page, whoever this is, shouldn't have won. Should have been my man Matt Hardy, but you know how they do. Anyways, don't make that face. Should have been Matt Hardy. You. But, Really, just expose yourself so hardcore right now. They're going to beat you. Did you watch that match? I definitely watched the match. Yeah, 
I watched Matt the match. Hardy, Matt Hardy plays the one uh, label and then was out of that match for the rest of the night. I am my case. You have he nothing. A, he is an eight. He's an eight. Median in the middle. Seven. Whatever. Cares. Matt, it's not your strong suit, Dyer. You do not get seven from ten and eight in the middle. Um, you actually get nine. If you've been watching AEW for ever yeah, since... I didn't, I didn't hear you give it a 10. If you've been watching AEW ever since its inception, you will know that this has been very long-term storytelling done by AEW. Adam Page is finally going to dethrone Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. But we all know that you're a diehard Shreds. Cam and Brack mix all of them. All of them. See, I'm not the problem here. Shout out to RBW. Alright, <laughs> let's move on. AEW Women's World Champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Um, she's been the heart and soul of this division, the leader of this division, ever since AEW was announced as a company. And, you know, she's Rightly at her place at the top. I think this is another reign I just have to give a 10 to. Like, you know, Britt Baker is just, she's that girl. She is that B I T C H. And she gets a 10 for me. How about you, Trey? You just expose yourself as someone that doesn't really watch AEW. But what do you think of Britt Baker's reign? I've been paying attention to what she's been doing whenever I do get the chance to watch. She's cool. I give her a nine. She's a real good championship. I'm a champion. She's gritty. She has heart. And I think that she'll be holding it for much longer than she has already. I don't see anybody being hurt anytime soon. Also, with that one last statement I said, I didn't hear you give Kenny Omega's uh, reign a 10. Otherwise, I would have said the meeting would have been a nine instead of a seven. But I digress. Uh, <laughs> um, I agree with you on the Britt Baker part. You know, there isn't really anybody that would have been her right now um, until they can get some, like, build up, either build up someone that can beat her or just have bring in, like, another, like, star, woman star to beat her. Um, but I think Britt's reign should be very long. If that's the case, very long. Um, well, let's move on to the new TNT champion, Sammy Guevara. Uh, he defeated Miro for it. Um, Sammy's first reign with TNT championship. Crowd's favorite. Got a good vlog. Um, he has to, he's only defended it once against Bobby Fish so far. Um, I'm sure that's bound to change. His, his reign's still very young. Um, I think he can hold on to it for a while, um, as all the current past champions have. Um, so because it's just early, I'm going to give it an 8. How he won it was cool. Um, he got to share that moment with the Fuego del Sol. Um, but I gave it an 8 so far. What do you think, Trey? Uh, so far, I haven't really paid attention, but I know he beat what's-his-face. Used to be formerly known as Rusev, what his name is Myro now, something like that. Uh, his real name, Nero. Cares. Uh, I mean, I 
guess. Then he just won the belt, so like he didn't really have a reign yet or whatever, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's still very, still very early. So. Yeah. Uh, I give him a six. Probably give him give him more for winning it because Miro has been killing AEW from what I've been hearing and seeing. So, but for now, six. All right, fair enough. Um, uh, me being in the middle is Sammy's reign so far a seven. I'm sure it's bound to go up because, like I said, his reign is so very young. And finally, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers, Penta, El Cerro and Ray Phoenix won it in that fantastic steel cage matchup between Mad Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Um, incredible match. And they defend, they've defended it uh, ever since between all the top teams in AEW, the Acclaim, uh, uh, Jurassic Express as well. Uh, I'm sure a rematch between the Young Bucks themselves is down the line. Um, I think this reign, I think they've handled it beautifully well. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. Um, but what do you think, Trey? This this is the match that you that they won uh, at All Out. So. Yeah, I remember the Lucha Bombs. Uh, I'm going to give them a, a pretty good title run since winning the belt. And they also gave us a magnificent match in their steel cage. Probably the best AEW match I've seen, or one of the best since I've been watching AEW as a whole. So Lucha Bombs, they get an eight. You call them the Lucha Bombs if they play a great match. <laughs> it's just, it's funny to say Lucha Bombs. Oh man! Take that! Take that, Cam! Take that, Anna! AEW is nowhere near as good as WWE, and I hope y'all are listening to this. No comment on that. Uh, That's it. I know how you feel about that. That's it for off the top rope this week. We're running out. We've run out of time. Um, Caramine, back to you on the main podcast. (laughs) All right. Thank you for off the top rope. And with that, let's get into our hot takes of the week. As always, if you would like your hot take featured on the show, all you got to do is add us at social media, message us, or, you know, tweet at us, do anything you need to do to get in contact with us. And we look through the submissions and choose the best one for that week's episode. So will you please play the fan hot take of the week, PC? Oh, God, it's Steven. Who the fuck just farted? Bro, bro? Hold up, bro. Did somebody just fart, bro? <laughs> that had to be told you. <laughs> Wait, hold up. We can't Y'all just go up. past that, bro. Is, nah. is, you rec- is that recorded, bro? No. This is definitely... <laughs> what the fuck is going on, bro? Yo, whoever Tonu, did this, you are terrible. <laughs> you are terrible. Tolu, wait, wait. Before, hold on, PC. Tolu, did you put the phone by your ass, bro? Did you fart on your phone, bro? No. It must have been Tolu. He's no, the one I not didn't. Saying nothing. I did not. I did no, not. No, no, that no, was no. so was bad. You. Right. you the only one not saying nothing. <laughs> Go ahead, PC. I'm sorry. It bro. wasn't Tonu, me was... either. Tolu, you're right. a sick bastard, bro. You are right. a sick you are bastard. You a disgusting creature. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> Thing, bro. 
disgusting. Let me play this down, hot table. What's up, y'all? This is Steven, also known as Bam, out of Baltimore, Maryland, repping the Rays, of course. And this is your WHS fan hot take of the week. My hot take of the week is that I don't think Kyle Murray can maintain his play to keep his MVP front running. I think Lamar Jackson overtakes him before the end of the year. I mean, I I don't want to say that he's wrong because Lamar is playing on a god tier level right now. But leave Kyle, it to a Ravens fan now too. Yeah, I, I'm going to say this. I, I agree with PC. He's not wrong because, I mean, Lamar Jackson is just that dude. Like, like, like basically, if Lamar Jackson continues to play on this level and barring all the injuries that the team is facing, he gets his team far into the playoffs, absolutely. But, like, the way Kyler, we, we can't just sleep on what Kyler Murray is doing right now, bro. Like, bro, this is, this is possibly history in the making, bro. This dude is playing on an elite level right now. He's definitely in the MVP conversation right now, bro. I mean, if he stay if he stays on this level right now, right now I have Lamar personally over um, Kyler Murray. But if Kyler Murray does win the MVP, depending on how many games they win, and if he continues on this level, I would totally understand why he would win. So, I mean, he's the the, the I mean, dude's not right or wrong. I mean, it's it's either way. Hundred percent agree. All right, and let's get into our crew as well. And I'm going to throw it to you, PC, first. Give us your spicy take of the week. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's screw it. I can't believe I'm about to say this. It might be, it might be called delusional takes after this, but uh, my hot take for this week is that Ben Simmons finally changed the air of his ways in Sixers. Alan Iverson a team mentor. His AI has been saying as of late he's kind of heartbroken that he's not with the organization in a role with the team. I think as a special consultant advisor to the team he could be a mentor to Ben Simmons give Ben Simmons the confidence that he needs to take that next step as a, you know, by top 15 player in this league. Because the defense, we already know the defense is there with Ben. We just, we want more from him on offense. So, I guess that's my hot take for this week. You know, it's really a long shot. I doubt it'll even work, but yeah, that's one of my goals. Pretty cold take. You hear that silence? Silence was loud, Trey. Don't care. Pretty cold take. Nobody's doing, bro. All right. And Gianni, what is your hot take of the week? Is it extra spicy? My hot take is that the Chicago Bulls are going to miss the playoffs completely. All the offseason hype, they're not going to make the playoffs at all. I don't think they're even going to be in the playing tournament. That's my, the hot, my hot take. That's bold. That's bold, actually. Because yeah. I actually like the Bulls team. I don't think they're a final team, but I like the Bulls team. I think they could get in the playoffs. I think they're a serve by playing team. Yeah, I have them like the Lem seed right now. 
I, I just don't think that the hype, I think they're one year away. Let's put it that way. One year away from being an actual playoff team that can actually maybe compete. I give them one more year. All right. Trey, what is your hot take of the week? Yeah, pretty simple hot take. Uh, my hot take of the week is that <clears throat> much as I want it to happen, it probably won't, but here's the take. My hot take is that at the end of the year, the Patriots will move on from Josh McDaniels as their offensive coordinator. It's time. It's time for him to go. Bill, slowly in decline. You're getting washed, too. Don't want to talk about it, but slowly, both of you are on the way out. That is my hot take. Also, Mac Jones will win Rookie of the Year without a doubt. Both pretty cold takes there, wouldn't you say? No, because Mac Jones is first in every category as a rookie, besides interceptions. All right, and Tolu, what is your spicy take of the week? I'm going to say that the Philadelphia 76ers will get a good haul for Ben Simmons if they end up trading him. All right, and TK, what is your hot take of the week? At this point, I don't even care if it's a hot take or not. I'm just going to say what I want to say. I'm going to say what I need to say because it needs to be said. Vic, Pat, all of you mother effers are done. You're done. You're done. You're fired. We lost to a team that had no head coach. Literally, bro. Had a player <laughs> take had a player take personal time off because of the homosexual things or, or the or, or yeah the homosexual or, or the homophobia or the homophobia blah, 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 homophobiac comments that he made towards one of his players literally take some time off like this team has just been in hell all week and we got destroyed by this team Vic you fat sloppy disgusting nasty bastard you're fired Pat Shermer, I don't even know how the hell you got a job after being the head coach of the Giants. You old fart, you're fired. I want the defensive coordinator fired. I want the trainers fired. I want the offensive coordinator. I want I want the I want the I want everybody fired. Conditioners, every towel boys, water boys. I want everybody fired, bro. If everybody does not get fired because of this one specific game. It doesn't have to be this week because realistically we have a game Thursday, so it won't be this week. It's too soon. It won't happen this week. We'll have to try to find a new coach, and and if we if if we think we're gonna up upgrade Pat Shermer from offensive coordinator to a head coach, if any Broncos fans think that's any better, you're an idiot. Okay, we need to fire all these dudes at the same time. I don't care if we get in Kellen Moore. I don't care if it's Eric B. I don't care who we get in next year. The Denver Broncos are going to have a new offensive coordinator, a new head coach, and a bunch of new people in the Bronco, on the Broncos organization coaching staff. Bro. And finally, that is when we will truly finally take off and take that next step that we need to take. Because I believe in my general manager. I believe in Pat. But I do not. I, I, I did, bro, these, everybody on that sideline needs to go. Bro. They need to go. Especially Vic's fat, sloppy, disgusting, out of shape, overweight, old ass. He needs to be the first one to go, bro. 
and then send Pat Sermer out, and then from there on, you send everybody else out on their way, bro. But it needs to happen this year. We started off three and oh, we are sitting at three and three now. This is who the Broncos really are. This is who we really are. We we suck. We effing suck. And it starts with the coaching staff. So that is my hot take for the week. These mother efforts will be fired. And they will be fired soon. Very, very soon. It will be before the end of the season. I, I'm thinking by the time the bye week hits is when we start sending all these mother efforts home. Goodbye, good riddance. And I hope to never see these fat efforts again, bro. And that's my hot take of the week. Fire McDaniels. Fire Bill Belichick. Get them all out of here. Don't care. Yeah, but your, your situation is not as bad as mine. Bro. Shut you don't up. understand how Shut bad up. You know yesterday, this coaching staff is. TK, you know yesterday we took a damn knee with one minute and 30 seconds left and a half still. You know how disgraceful that is to take a Do knee you, bro, with okay, a minute trade, 30. Trade. I, I, I'll, I'll, match you one, I'll match you one even worse, bro. Do you realize my dumb, fat-ass coach challenge? Literally, bro. He blew two challenges. Literally. On plays that should not have even been challenged, bro. And lost us two timeouts in the second half, bro. Those are the you. mental I'll mistakes. I bet you went better. Do you know that my dumb, fat-ass coach still thinks it's 2001 with these John Madden play calls? We're not wearing <laughs> leather helmets and polyester sweaters, man. I don't care. Mac Jones, he might have... Mac Jones only had seven pass attempts in the whole first half. At least yes, you have a franchise quarterback, seven. bro. At least you have a franchise quarterback. Dildo, take the training wheels off. That's unacceptable. Why are we only throwing seven times? We're not playing Teddy. for the first I got first Teddy. Throw. Honestly, bro, you know what? I, I don't know if PC's going to – I hope PC don't put this in the, on the call. But you know what, bro? I wish the Broncos would have just took Mac Jones, bro. I really wish he would have took Mac Jones. Ah, Mac Jones or Justin And Fitz. it all comes I, Anything is Mac better. Anything is better than Teddy now, Bridgewater, bro. But because now, Teddy Bridgewater, everybody, look, everybody listen, wants Mac Teddy Jones. Teddy Bridgewater right? is everybody the, wants Mac Jones now. No, 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 no. I'm just comparing crazy. it to Teddy Bridgewater. I'd rather have Mac Jones than Teddy Bridgewater, baby. Who is everybody? Stinks, nigga. Teddy stinks. This man stinks, bro. He's not going. He's not going to lose you the games, but he's not going to Teddy went from MVP candidate to stinks in a matter of three weeks. Crazy oh, really? how that works. I never said he was an MVP. Yes, I said if did. he continues yes, to... No. no, 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 shut up. We what I, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. What I said was, if Teddy Bridgewater continues to play the way that he is playing for the remainder of the season, he was, he, he was, de- he was damn sure going to be in the MVP conversation. Absolutely. He would have. TK. PK. Doesn't matter. We're in a, what's called? Bill Belichick. Take the training wheels off. Josh McDaniels. Take the training wheels off. Well, we, we had a quarterback that your guys are rookie. At least you have an excuse for your team, bro. You have a franchise quarterback and your guys are rookie. He's probably just scared right now. It's I have no even, franchise quarterback right now, bro. It's on Mac Jones. It's on the coaching staff. Like, they're ridiculous. Seven attempts in a whole first half. That's Honestly, you, you want to know what I blame? I blame... I blame I blame the woman, bro. I blame woman equality. I blame all that, bro. Because before woman equality, football was just great. My Broncos were winning. They're not. Oh, hey, Hermie, I forgot Hermie was here. Never mind. Um, you are just trying to start something. <laughs> give, me, give me to my damn monologue before something else happens, please. TK, we're gonna have a talk later about you slandering woman equality. 
but I'm going to let PC get into his monologue. That was definitely PC, but okay. I, that, anyway, that was not me. I'm not even going to put that part of the podcast, man. Y'all you, just add extra minutes to the, to the podcast. Um, episode 44 in the books. Uh, I want to thank everyone coming out this week. Make sure y'all follow our Twitter at WHS underscore podcast and our IG at WHS underscore podcast. Um, and something that I've been meaning to get to now for the last couple of weeks, um, I actually want to put everyone onto a new podcast uh, that is still in, I guess it's uh, baby days. Um, but my friend, Adam Hughes, um, he actually started the podcast of his own. It's called the 416 Podcast. Uh, he covers a wide variety of topics on there, including music, sports, um, and other world news topics. So if y'all could give the 416 Podcast some love, uh, his podcast is, I believe, available on all streaming platforms. Um, and make sure you go follow his Twitter his podcast at the four sixteen podcast. So, if I had to give a word of advice this week, um, it's hold on to your childhood. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Being an adult sucks. This shit sucks. Like, yeah, you get to do like a lot of things like you wouldn't be able to do as a kid, like drink and smoke and all kinds of that stuff but i feel like especially now there are so many like kids that are so quick to like try and grow up try to be independent try to do their own thing i don't know if that's on the parenting skills or just kids being too defined for their own good but man like i feel like there's so many like kids now that are just I don't know willing to do their own thing at such a young age because of what they see on TV and what they see on Netflix and Twitter and Hulu all of those stream platforms they see kids their age being successful and they're thinking to themselves like why am I not in their position right now some things we are just not in control of. And being a child actor or a child musician is one of those things. This is not to say that, hey, you should slow down and, you know, try to, like, not be a successful, like, millionaire by the time you're 21. I'm not saying all of that. All I'm saying is you have your entire life ahead of you. There's a lot of like people now, a lot of influencers now, not even the age of 30, that have already been successful in society. And I feel like there's such pressure now. And I, because I feel it too sometimes. Like, I feel like, damn, like, why isn't our podcast where it is yet, you know? Why aren't there a lot of people talking about WHS? But then I think about it, like, we just keep continuing down the path that we are. Consistency being key. Our thing is eventually going to get out there. It's going to reach the right person. 
sometimes you just have to trust the process. Sometimes you just have to let life be life. And that's perfectly okay. That's totally okay. So don't be afraid to go. Uh, don't be afraid to be a kid. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have, you know, all experience with, you know, you wish that you were a kid, so, you know, especially with society now. But that's all I got. Make sure you all call a loved one, tell them you love them, that you'll take care of them, that you care for them. And I'm out this week. Man cannot serve God in the military. Josh McDaniels can't call wanna know, I still want to know why I still want to know why Tolu farted on the why Tolu farted on the car. I didn't fart anywhere. Herman, nah, Tolu, this bro. This cannot be silenced. No. Who actually did it? Like Tolu. It was Tolu. Tolu was no, the it was You're the only one with the No, it wasn't. Yo, yo, Nick, Nick, Nick. Did I fart on the camera? Yeah, you were sleeping, Chase, so. No way. <laughs> exactly. 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 I'm done. I'm done. Bro. I'm PC, bro. Yo. PC, bro. It was done, probably man. PC, bro. It was PC. That, that, that part, nah, that part sounded kind of thick, bro. I'm not going to lie. It sounded kind of thick. It was PC, bro. Why might have been PC, bro? That was not It was PC. It was definitely not it was. I had to stop the, the, the freaking <laughs> It was probably Gianni or Pete. I heard it, but I heard it. I thought we were just yeah, going to continue probably... like, and, and pretend no, like we didn't hear it. I was like, nah, bro. Like, what the <laughs> hell just happened? <laughs> Who the hell just farted?